0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. Today's date is July 30th, 2016. This is episode 63, and that was Alone in the Chaos with our intro 63. music. With
1: me is. Six more episodes, baby. They're both here this
0: time, Blake Corey
1: and Jay Totoro. <laughs> yo, happening? yo! Yeah, Blake
0: sorry, guys.
2: House.
1: <laughs> Blake Corey in the house, I should say.
2: Dude, <laughs> oh, I got it. Corey's house, dude! <laughs> there
1: you go.
2: Oh, my God. Hey, do we want to do something special for 69? you want to all play... Uh, yeah, that sounds
1: like a
0: good
2: idea. <laughs> what was that game you played, uh, Leisure Suit Larry?
0: <laughs> we all play a Leisure Suit Larry game? I'd be down for oh, that, actually.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. If, I would actually do that. Game?
0: Or, yeah, or we can all play Honey Pop.
2: Oh.
3: Oh.
2: I, I, like, I twitch every time. Uh, stop.
0: <laughs> so, I've Just been like... in uh, Windows 10 Upgrade Hell for the last two days.
2: Trying to update or planning yes, to
1: update or what? trying to.
2: So it, I, I do we really, I don't know if we're gonna talk about it now, but I was actually I want to ask your opinion about that. So this about is what well happened. Update thing. If is... you
1: were going to update, you've now missed your opportunity. The free no, I have ended. I have now upgraded. Probably. No, no, no. I'm talking to Jay though. Oh. Like the free okay. upgrade is done. I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs>
2: it's, it's by
0: me. I didn't really care to, but I was like, well, I'm you know eventually they're gonna deprecate seven, and I'm gonna have to pay for ten anyway, so I might as well go ahead and do it. See, wow. but
2: they they said they're gonna stop updating in 2020, and not only that, like.
0: Oh, who seven? Cares?
2: Like, the, yeah, they said 20. Oh, year, I wish right? I would known that. Yeah, it's like, it's like one, I mean, by then I'll probably want to build a new computer and get a new OS. And two, who fucking cares? I mean, it's not like the updates make me keep the OS. Like, the OS works fine as is. I,
0: I when I did it, my uh, computer stopped connecting to the internet.
2: Oh god, I hate when that happens.
0: It was fucking terrible. And so and 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 then I and then I shut it down like a couple times and turned it back on and then it would connect, but if I restarted, it would not connect. I would have to shut down for like 10 seconds every time. And then after I tried that out like 5 times, then it just straight up stopped connecting. And Gosh. then uh so I reverted back to 7 and it's it lyric. was no, it was dead oh. forever. It would not connect. So Oh Jesus. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh and so I reinstalled Windows Seven.
2: Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I
0: had to re—I tried everything. I promise you. So I had to reinstall Windows Seven, and then I was like, "I'm gonna give this another shot." Because I did, uh, like, when I, I was deleting some stuff from my C drive, like before I did the upgrade, I was like, "Maybe I deleted something that I wasn't supposed to," because I had to make it like a little extra room for it, and uh, and once again, it wouldn't connect
2: holy shit with dude.
0: windows 10 but then you didn't learn your lesson man i didn't learn my lesson but what i did do was uh i downloaded the land driver for my motherboard
2: before you did it
0: no well i downloaded it on my laptop put it on okay. a flash drive put it over okay. on windows 10 then installed it and then it started working
2: easy easy yeah. upgrade process yep. ladies and gentlemen right Super here easy. Yeah. yeah very
0: simple, yeah. simple as
2: plus one two three four
1: Windows 10 but that then after that microsoft doesn't give a fuck
2: it that's was fucking re- that's nuts. cancer. That is cancer in a fucking nutshell. It's I it, I
1: was. It took me
0: two days of work to get all this done because you know. And I, I'm glad I passed. And then wow. when I inst- oh, and also when I reinstalled Windows 7, I was trying to like update it all the way. Uh, before I updated to Windows 10 because I wasn't sure if I needed to or not. So I was just trying to, and Windows 7 would not check for uh, updates. It just got hung on checking for updates, and it would sit there for hours oh, without updating. God. It was. It has been a complete fucking mess. <sighs> but. Yep. Now that I've got it working, like, I don't have any problems with Windows 10. Like, I mean, it's it's fine. It doesn't do – it's nothing special. I guess it's a little I, bit – I didn't bit... like
2: the, the layout of it. I didn't like the layout. I didn't like the UI that much. Like, it's very similar to Windows 7, but I don't like the little app window shit. Like, I just
0: – I don't like the little app know. window, but I like – uh, overall, it's got a nice look and feel, I, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Besides, like you said, like the big clunky when you hit the start menu off on the right, you got the big – like, and, all the And that's boxes. what Windows
2: 8 had that I didn't like. I did not like that from Windows 8. Uh-huh. It was Windows 8 right that had
0: that? Yeah, Windows 8 was like basically a tablet.
2: Yeah, it, it, was, was, a, it like, was a mobile platform or whatever. I mean,
0: basically you put on a desktop. Uh, yeah, uh, i never <laughs> used that, but I've but, you know I saw screenshots and stuff. My,
2: my buddy's my buddy reco- like it, I helped him build his computer, and he was like, "Oh, I have to have Windows 8 because my dad wants Ooh, it for this." Oh, yikes! Yeah, and I was like, "Are you sure you want to go through that?" And, and then he did it, and, and he was like, "Yep, yeah, definitely buy Windows 7 and over over installing it." And I'm like, "Yep, there you go." Just yeah. like, I can't deal with this. <clears throat> I don't need this it was my life.
0: a big ass frustration. Like I said, I'm fine with Windows 10 now that I have it, but <laughs> holy shit, it, it was a mess. Um, hold on, I'm looking at Twitter right now. It looks like there's a little bit of a <laughs> chase. The night cleaner says Jeffrey has brought up his tw- has brought his Twitter game. I don't even know. Oh, if... are they? I don't know what he's. Oh, he was just saying that in response. I think to uh. Our, our buddy Jeffrey Walker said, uh, he said a, a nice tweet earlier. He said, as many emails and feedback as you get, I find it distressing that you still only have 10 iTunes reviews. Get off your asses, fans.
3: <laughs>
2: Ugh, that's
0: nice. <laughs> With you on BroFist to Jeffrey right there.
2: I made my, Mad I did my review. I was the one who gave us the zero star review. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was me. <laughs> oh, Blake.
1: <laughs> Remember,
0: there was a time where we considered trying to get everybody to leave us zero star reviews? Oh, yeah.
2: Just for the hell of it.
0: <laughs> uh, any, anything? Oh, uh, one other thing, Blake. You excited about uh, Venture Brothers getting a new, uh, renewed for a new season? I didn't
1: hear that, about that. Yeah, That's
0: pretty cool. Se- se- uh, season seven <clears throat> is a go.
1: Sweet. Now, does that mean season six is done then? I thought they were doing like two series of season six. No, I'm
0: pretty sure season six was over when it was over.
1: Okay. That's what I heard early on. So I, I'm not basing that off of the episodes. I need to get caught up still. I'm <laughs> I, caught up holy shit. What? Okay, I actually got
0: uh, caught behind also. I didn't watch the final two episodes until about a month ago. You haven't gotten oh. to those yet?
1: No, I'm okay. like three or
0: four episodes There's, behind even. Okay, there was one line that I was actually going to bring up real quick that just cracked me the hell up, but I won't. It's nothing big, but I don't. I won't bring it up because I'll just let you watch it and see, but it's really funny in the second to last <coughs> episode. It ended really strong. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it was it, it was really funny. Uh, I won't go into it any more than that. What Anything been up with you guys? You guys want to jump into news or has anything awesome and special been happening with you guys? Did, wait, so Blake, are you on Windows 10?
1: No, I didn't upgrade. Okay. Good. I was thinking about it, but everything that I've heard about it is that it's kind of a pile of dicks. Okay. Yeah, so I was happy to pass. I guess the only thing to really announce that uh, has been going on with me and is kind of retro-based is that uh, over on my Twitch channel, we talk about Final Fantasy all the time here. Jay and I are children, and we're obsessed. Yep. And... (laughs) So uh, as it turned out, leading up to Final Fantasy fifteen, I was planning on replaying quite a few of the older Final Fantasies, getting through a lot of them just for fun, just because I wanted to play them again. And uh, as playing it games out, for fun, I know, right? What a fucking concept! So it turns out that leading up to uh, right, around, like the same day that I was going to start doing this, excuse me, I got some like weird hiccups right now. Uh, a friend contacted me, and him and another guy and a bunch of other streamers on Twitch were getting ready to start what they're what we're calling uh, the Final Fantasy count-up, the FF count-up.
2: Oh, what nice. that is
1: is that a few of us are playing through the entire series, basically, the main Ooh. series titles, uh, starting with one, celebrating the whole series uh, all the way up to 13, leading up to the release of 15 on September 30th. So... As a spoiler, today I'm going to be talking about Final Fantasy One and Two, and this has actually been my first time playing through two. And then on uh, on Monday, I'm going to start my first ever playthrough of Final Fantasy Three as well. So this that is, should be that's awesome, interesting. There's, I really enjoyed I will, playing
2: one for the podcast. So yeah, I, hope you did too well. I
1: really liked one. I'm well, I'll talk about it more than yeah. we'll put it off. But uh, yeah, follow uh, there's follow the hashtag on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. Go check out uh, hashtag FF count up and uh, just go check out some of the streamers that are tweeting out about that.
0: I'm just glad we're a not going to go more than one podcast in a row without talking about without talking about Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah, seriously. By the way, sorry for the next, like, two months. <laughs> uh, that is going yeah, right? to be the main thing I talk about on every podcast. <laughs> I've That's actually funny. got three games for this podcast. Jay, you're not Final
0: allowed to play Final Fantasy Final for, the for the next month, month
2: <laughs> okay? Can I play WoW again?
0: No, no WoW either.
2: <laughs> Well, I did play an MMO for this one, so... That's fine. It
0: can't be WoW or Final Fantasy.
2: Oh,
1: man.
0: Right. Can we, it can
2: it, it can could be Final Fantasy up. Eleven. Oh, I'd be down. That'd
1: be fun. Yeah, actually, um, for the, for the Final Fantasy count-up, the only things that we're not going to try to play is, of course, the MMOs. Not counting that as part of it, because the idea behind it is to uh, just play the stories, get through the story, move on to the next game, etc. Um... I have actually gotten back into 14 a little bit. Oh, cool. Is it treating you nicely? We'll save that for the uh, uh, current game subcast thing, though. All right. Okay. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. Jay, anything? Nope. I'm good. All right. I only have one news thing, which is Sonic Mania coming spring 2017.
1: I'm actually stoked about this. It actually Um, looks pretty pretty cool. cool. It really looks cool. Like I I know I harped on Sonic games really hard when I was playing through one, two, three, and Sonic and Knuckles. But that's because those games kinda of deserved it. They have their plus they have their positives, but there's also a lot of negatives weighing those games down. From what I've seen of the two new Sonic games coming out, I mean there's a Generations 2, and I fucking loved Generations. That was an amazing game. So of course I'm looking forward to Generations 2. But they've also re- announced what is essentially Sonic Four. It's the We're classic 2D style.
2: Uh, it just looks like an updated 2D game. Every time you see a Generations, I think of the K-pop band, and it's really throwing me <laughs> off right now.
0: Well, the, well, Sonic Mania is a whole other game, I believe. Uh, they announced a game called Sonic Mania, and it's like it's like the tw- it's like a 20th uh, or like the 25th anniversary edition of Sonic, pretty much and it is like it's got like lots of old levels and like some new levels and you can play through the levels as any of the as sonic or uh knuckles or tails going back all the way to sonic one like i don't know if they have i don't i doubt they have every you know level from every sonic game but it sounds like they've got like a mix of of old school and new levels and uh here i'll i'll uh if i can find the youtube link they actually, like, the YouTube video, they actually pretty much nailed it. Like, I was watching the video for this, and it actually got me pretty excited for the game.
2: Rock solid? Oh, well, yeah, I
1: think that Sonic Mania is the game that I was just talking about that's like Sonic 4. That's essentially a Sonic 4 in oh, okay. all but name.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: I think, if I'm remembering the announcements correctly.
0: There's
2: the, uh... Slut. Blake, did they give release date for FF15, by the way? Sorry, for...
1: Yeah, yeah, September 30th. <laughs>
2: September 30th, okay, thank you.
1: Is that the yeah,
0: this, it's
2: not that far, guys. my birthday, yeah, boys. That's yeah, yeah.
1: your birthday? Okay. Uh,
2: well, my birthday's October 8th, but it's close. So I don't to pay October, 8th. Uh, October 8th? October might 8th. be on a polygon. Not oh, even the same
0: oh, month. Yeah, I know. I tried to... No, but it. it's like...
2: <laughs> no, I'm just saying because I don't have to pay for it. Somebody will just buy it for me. It's close enough.
0: Okay. But you get it nine 10-day. days late.
2: No, no. I'll just get it. I'll get it September 30th. <laughs> it.
1: I am pissed because I don't get start it on September 30th because I'm going to be away at TwitchCon.
2: Dude, I am so sick and tired of getting pop-ups for that shit when I go on Twitch. Oh, my God. Oh, uh,
1: so Twitch kind
2: of like... everything hey, last chance to buy tickets! <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna go! Sorry, Blake. Love you, but I would never go to Twitch. I love you.
1: Hey, you can go and hang out with me. Dude, all we're gonna do the whole time is get drunk. It's great.
2: Yeah, but I don't wanna fucking travel. I don't
1: know. Yeah, but you can travel to drink.
2: I actually don't What's like drinking this? that much. All right. oh, fuck you, man. Right. I always knew you were a piece of shit. It sounded like you <laughs> this, censored this yourself. Yeah, you, you literally said to me, like, I always knew you were a piece of shit.
1: Wait, no, I didn't. Did it cut out right? Yeah, it cut out yeah, right, cut out right <laughs> for a second. No, I didn't. I actually said it. I didn't censor myself. No, I it believe was you. I always knew you were a piece of shit. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I sound like a belligerent drunk asshole when I'm, when I'm saying it like that. So there you is sound control. no different to
2: me, but that's, you know. <laughs> oh, I see how it is.
1: I see how you do. Oh, my God. All right,
0: I
2: like this, Blake. It's more similar <laughs> to me. This is good. You're going to enjoy this, I, Robert? I think so. All right. Real quick, I'm going to... Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> metal piece. Solid. Did you say Metal piece Solid?
1: No, I said Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I a shit.
2: metal piece solid. I'm like, what?
1: Who's the
0: drunk one right now?
1: Uh, uh, I have water. Uh, see what I mean? Tissues. All of us.
0: All right, so time to talk about games. Jay, since you're gracing us with your presence this time, you want to go up. first?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, let me pull it up here so I can get the name. So for you this get the name. Podcast, you don't
0: remember the name of the game? Not the name. Play? Sorry,
2: the year. The year is what I meant. I like it. Um, so uh, for this podcast, because uh, I was recently, me and Lisa were Lisa and I normally play games together. Um, we were looking for something to play together, and we really wanted to play Guild Wars 2, but That's we were both kind of burnt it. out from... Yeah, right? We, uh, we both got kind of burnt out from the last couple of times we played, just because...
1: I like Guild where Wars this 2. is going.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know where this is going. So okay. Guild Wars 2 was, was a little little off for, for me and her both. So we decided to play Guild Wars 1. Woo! And Woo! it was a freaking blast it's a great game so guild wars 1 uh, for those of you guys don't know is an mmo that came out in 2005 right around the the same time as the original world of warcraft um and it was a completely different game um obviously it's an mmo so it still has the, the similar aspects but it did a lot of things right that blizzard did wrong with the original wow and did not get enough recognition for it at the time so to i do I, I
0: feel but... like maybe not enough for, but i mean it was still a pretty louded game at the
2: time it it was but it was not it, it was not underground get, yeah it was okay. not nearly I as I feel big like
1: it problems. may have gotten more traction in korea like when the game yeah. launched it, i in remember in yeah, Asian yeah, yeah. countries absolutely GDP was very big for the asian market yes they probably.
2: dominated it yeah so my experience with Guild Wars was, it was pretty awesome. So I play, I played WoW for a while, obviously, uh, like right around the same time. Um, but then I got invited to the Guild Wars beta. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to check this out. I had a real-life friend at the time who we both really wanted to try
0: it. You do not and have real-life played... friends. Well,
2: that, uh, yeah, that's true. All right, so my imaginary friend, we'll call him <laughs> Hank, <laughs> he, uh, he also wanted to play the Guild Wars beta with me. And so we played through it. And so Guild Wars, the uh, Guild Wars 1, the max level is 20. Which seems low, but is a massive grind. It's about as long. Eh, it's probably not as long as getting to, to max level in WoW, but it, it's it's pretty pretty big. And um, in the beta in particular, you got to test out pretty much everything. You got as far as you could before they closed the servers down. I think the servers were open to. It was like an open beta after a while, but at first it was like select invites, and then it was open for I want to say like two or three weeks. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't like an extensive beta. They said they had most of the stuff worked out in alpha. Um, and the way they closed the beta was fantastic. So normally when a server closes down beta, they just say, Hey, thanks for trying the beta. And then they close it down. (laughs) Everybody's like sad, you know, for a couple weeks, but they decided to do something different. They were like, Hey, thank you so much for, for trying our beta. Please open these in-game packages and receive your reward. Great. So these big ass presents drop from the sky, like, like the size of buildings inside the game. They're massive. Everyone's like, Oh, that's freaking awesome. So you open the presents and inside are these like, I think it was rabbits and they had bombs on them and everyone's like, oh shit. And it was like, you just see like a countdown timer that lines up with the server time hitting. I think it was like midnight. I think is when they shut it down. And the countdown finishes, and they just start blowing up. And when they blow up, they spawn little packages that spawn bunnies, that spawn littler packages that spawn bunnies. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And people are just dying everywhere. And essentially, what they're trying to do is kill everyone. And the best part was, like, I ran for my life. I was like, OK, I know exactly where I'm going to go. Because everybody consolidated to pretty much the major city of the game. (laughs) Um, And so we're all kind of sitting in there. And uh, so I'm, like, hiding in the corner. And the devs were like, well, those packages aren't killing everybody. So they start summoning these rare worm mobs that just start running people down and just slaughtering them one by one. And it it was funny. What was that? The bunnies were summoning those? No, the the devs were. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, people were finding spots to avoid the the bunnies. So they just started summoning these worms and they just started destroying people. And it was so funny. Um, so the beta itself was fantastic. It was, it was a breath of fresh air from WoW. It was, it was a nice change. So uh, the game works like this. You have eight skill slots, and you can put any of the abilities that you have into those eight slots. When you leave a town, you are locked to those eight abilities until you go back to a town. So it's pre- pretty simplistic. You only get eight buttons, but there are a lot to choose from. I would say probably somewhere between 80 and 100 or more, uh, depending on what classes you pick. So you pick between one and, I think it's I say six to eight classes. Hold on, let me see how many classes are. We'll just say there's like eight, because I think it's like six to eight. So there's like one and eight classes. Um, uh, there's, uh, yeah. So, and you pick a class, and then one of your first major quests, you pick a subclass. So if you pick a warrior, you could do a mesmer as your secondary class, or an elementalist, or a ranger, or a monk as your secondary class. And what you get for that why is... why
1: anyone does anything but Monk as a warrior? Come on!
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, there, there were there were obviously cookie-cutter things. Well, all right,
1: at launch. But for the most part... Actually, later on, what it became was a lot of warrior elementalists.
2: And warrior this was a really yeah. cool
1: system as the game developed. The dual-class system.
2: Yeah, and, and so you basically picked a primary class, you picked a secondary class, and you got all the abilities of the secondary class. The only real effect... The only benefits you really missed out was these... Um, passive things that you got for your main class that was like the only thing i think you really missed out for for having a primary class over a secondary class so there wasn't like a massive benefit but there was definitely something for picking a warrior monk versus a monk warrior uh so each of the classes um the the talent trees if you will is essentially you just get talent points so you get like I don't know how many is at the end. I think it's probably close to like 120 or so. And you put a point in mace skill, so that costs you two talent points. And then you want to upgrade the mace skill again. It costs you a three points to go up one more time, and then four times. So it, it goes up numerically like that. And so the idea is you you kind of want to balance your points out. And each of the talent points does different things. Like mace mace uh, skill might give you a chance to stun on melee attack, or axe might you know give you a chance to penetrate your opponent's armor on on melee strike. So there's all these like. There's just a huge variety of stuff you can do. And you can, you don't have to go anywhere to respect. You just go into a city. You can swap your abilities. You can swap your talent. So if you go outside, like I was testing things out. I was playing a monk necromancer the first time at least, that I started playing, which was a blast. And the reason I wanted to do it because I wanted to do some solo grinding. So as a monk, you don't really do a lot of damage. You have some damaging abilities, but they're very limited, and they don't scale well into the later stages of the game. <clears throat> so... I went more uh, monk necromancer, and what I would do is I would kill a mob, <clears throat> and then I would resurrect its corpse as a skeleton, which is a you know a, cre- a pet basically that does damage. And then I would just heal the pet indefinitely because pets in that game, uh, for for necromancers, die over time. So if you res a uh, dead body and a skeleton walks with you, and you summon three or four skeletons, they die over time. They just rot essentially. So as a monk, I bounced it out by healing them, so they would just destroy everything while I healed them. And there's like a variety of stuff you can do like that. Um, originally, when I first played, I played a um, I played a ranger necromancer, and it was really fun. Ranger obviously has a pet. They have uh, spiritual buffs that do different things to give you everybody in your party different effects. And then the necromancer would give me some dock damage and some self healing. It was a great balance. It was a really really great solo solo for me at the time. Um, so there's uh, a ton of variety to it. Obviously, uh, like Blake said, there were definitely some cookie cutter comps. Pretty much everybody early on who played a monk played, or I'm sorry, who played a warrior played a monk. It's it's, it's kind of like a paladin. You essentially hit really hard, but you have healing abilities. You can also resurrect, which resurrect in that game is not a common theme. Um, your Resurrect your is ab- a
1: pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, so like I said... To explain YMF8- what
1: Jay was saying earlier, you've got your eight abilities on your bar. And to fit a res on there means you're losing another one of your abilities. And that is a very, very big sacrifice in that game.
2: Yeah, and, and the biggest thing was is not everybody had Resurrect. Uh, you had Resurrection oh, right, yeah. Signets. So you have these these Signets, which are one-time uses. So, uh, And when I say one-time, when you leave a town to when you come back to the town is one-time. So if you adventure all the way down through the mountains, up this river, and all this stuff, but you don't make it to the next town, well, guess what? When you go back to the town, you have to clear all that again. So you want to make sure that when you leave the town you're heading somewhere, you make it to your destination. Otherwise, you have to re-clear. And so... Like I was saying, with the signet or with the resurrection signet, this would give you give you the ability to resurrect. So if you were a warrior, um, let's say you're a warrior ranger, okay, then you have the ability. You have a resurrection signet. You can res somebody one time, unless you kill a named mob. The named mob would reset your signets. And um, was well, that
0: like a special? Is that kind of like a closer, like closer to an NPC NPC or something? Uh They're so basically the
1: like a strong monster.
0: Yeah, okay, exactly. Form.
2: And, and the cool thing about them was is they were all class defined. So if you're walking around, you're walking around the mm-hmm. city and you run into, you know, Zargoth, the hunter. Okay, he's a ranger elementalist or something. Like, they actually have classes to them and they'll use abilities from those classes. All the mobs in that game are defined by a class, which is great. So you know kind of what they're going to do. You know generally what kind of abilities and what, what to expect from them. Obviously, the bosses, some of them are pretty easy. Uh, I would say some of the, the the monk ones, are they're annoying. They take time to kill. It's like whatever... But some of the harder ones were, like, the warrior ones, because they would run into your party and stun everybody and do a lot of damage and, and blah, 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 blah. So it was, that was a cool concept. I love the concept of the defined uh, mobs. You, you might think it gets repetitive, but it really doesn't. I mean, you there's such a variety that you can run into. And obviously, the different types of mobs in the game can determine how, how powerful they are and how effective they are.
1: Not to mention, like, learning... Yeah the minutia of your class because you've only got these eight, eight abilities and you need to make the most out of them every single time whether it's as far as a rotation timing them together or anything like that it actually makes it very interesting especially when you're going up against a new named monster that you don't know the abilities of for example and uh, as you're swinging at him you'll notice that his health doesn't seem to be going down at all And then all of a sudden you pay a little bit more attention to his bar up at the top of the screen. And you can see that he's casting a spell that makes it so that he can take maximum, like, 10% of his HP at a time or something like that. And so then you're like, oh, shit, I've either got to interrupt him when he's casting that or I've got to dispel it. And just uh, the little things like that actually, while the game might sound potentially boring, the little details like that are very, very interesting and fun.
2: And the, the cool thing, one of the builds that Blake was just talking about <clears throat> was a really prevalent thing in PvP, is let's say everybody has a max health of like two to 300, which is a decent amount. You might hit really hard, like a big, powerful shot might be like 50 or 60 damage. So there was this really, really cool build that Priest did that would reduce their overall health. It would reduce their, health, their max health down to 40 or 50 health. And then the, it would, uh, by sacrificing that health, it would give them... Plus one of this certain ability. I don't remember what it was called off the top of my head. <clears throat>
1: and yeah, then, I can't remember either. Yeah, but I remember then, what you're talking about. I think 54 yeah. was about the HP that you were supposed to drop to.
2: Yeah, and essentially what you would do is you would you would take a percent, a limited percentage damage based on your original max health. So the most you could get hit for is like five or ten, and you have 55 health. So you're taking literally no damage, and then any heals you do are stupid effective because your max health is only fifty. Hots in particular would just keep you at full health at all times. And it was like this crazy meta in PvP when it happened. When somebody figured it out, like it completely took the meta and flipped it on upside down on its head. It, it was just and this is the kind of thing that people did. It wasn't just monks, they did it with elementalists as well. They found efficient ways to use certain DPS abilities, how to mix mix classes. And here's the other thing that was great, and this is something that my little brother really appreciated as somebody who doesn't like leveling, who doesn't like the PvE elements. You can log on the game today, click PvP character, and instantly make a character at max level with gear and abilities for that class. So essentially, you could uh, log on and make a PvP character and start PvPing immediately. You don't have to level all the way to 20. You don't have to grind gear. You don't have to go do all this crazy stuff, which made it really nice for people who aren't really interested in doing that. Um, obviously, the PvE people, are, if they wanted to do any PvE content, they weren't able to take those characters and transfer them over. So it was kind of like a, a give or take kind of situation. Um, so the other there thing was.
1: There was actually one drawback to it. You kind of need to do some of the PvE content to unlock the elite abilities. I was sort of. Oh, okay. There. Okay, I don't know if that's still true now, but it was back then, and I think that's still the case.
2: I, I wouldn't be surprised, but if you did it on a different character and then made a new one for PvP, I, I believe it was still unlocked for, yes. like, it unlocks yeah, your account. Yeah,
1: once okay. you learn the elite ability, and we we won't explain that too much, but there's basically super abilities that your class doesn't learn naturally that you don't get to buy that you have to go out and hunt from these specific monsters. And once you learn it, it's unlocked on your account forever.
2: Yeah. So and there anytime were, there were no you have access to, to that class. yeah, Yeah. yeah. So um, the other thing was so the other the other thing was cool is you could group with people. I think the group uh, capacity is four or five early on, and later on it's eight. Um, if you didn't have a full group, like let's say Robert, you and I wanted to play, but we don't really like playing with other people because we think everybody sucks. There were these NPC mobs in town that you could add to your party, and they actually oh, played cool. quite well. And you could mix your party up. So they had a healer henchman, they had a shielder henchman that would focus on creating buffs for your party. They had a brawler henchman, which was a DPS focused melee. They had a tank type. They had they had one for each class and sort of each kind of spec as well. So like a tank or DPS, healer, a buffer, like different things like that. And it was nice so you could like mix up your party. Like if if you and I were both playing necromancers, well, guess what? We could add a warrior and a tank, or a warrior uh, tank to our group and a healer. And we'd have a full group. And it would be, you know, we we didn't have to add other people. We didn't have to interact with other people. Not Obviously... only that,
1: oh, go ahead. later in the game's life, in some of the expansions, they introduced character, um, like, AI characters that you can customize. Oh, really? That, yeah, yeah. This was a lot of fun. I actually spent some time doing this when I came back to the game, like, four years ago, five years ago. Uh, what happens is that uh, I can't remember exactly when you recruit them, but there are different characters that you like unlock as you're progressing through the different stories and each of these different characters is a different kind of class like uh, okay. the, the the reapers I think they're called in one of the expansions and then you can get a character that has the reaper abilities where he's got this big scythe and he goes around and he can debuff guys and all this shit um, and it's you can fully customize them down to down to their gear so like you can have their gear that's enchanted in a specific way you can have their entire skill bar set up with whatever abilities you want. Whatever elite skills you have unlocked, they are able to equip them if they that's, those work for their That's path.
2: very cool. E- even in Guild Wars 1, you didn't have that much customization, but you did have the ability to command them. You could tell them where yeah. to go on the mini-map. You could tell them to retreat. Even if they were fighting, you could <laughs> spam retreat, and they would run back to you. Yeah. which was really great. Obviously you had the option to group with friends, which is what I did most of the time. A lot of my friends play this game when it initially came out. Um, and so you, you could um, the, the game, basically you can go outside the town, you could explore, you can, you can, you know, delve into the, the scenery and, and run really far out and, and find all these different cities. Or you can just play through the story. The story uh, progresses you through the game. You explore new cities as you do it. And essentially, there's one quest, they call it your main quest, and you just kind of follow it. And you go to these different uh, objective points. So they're kind of like zones where you, you zone in, and then you hit enter mission. And what'll happen is, You will enter the mission, and you will get assigned party members if you'd like to, if you don't have room, um, or if you have room, rather. Or you can go with the NPCs again, and you progress through the main story quest of the game. And these missions are pretty easy early on. They're just a matter of, hey, go here, kill this, you know, that kind of stuff. Later on, they get more and more complicated, and it gets to a point later on where I think it's very, very difficult to complete it with the NPCs. I think you primarily need uh, party members in order to complete it. And additionally, each Uh, of the story missions has a bonus objective that you can complete to get an uh, additional 1,000 experience, which is a lot, especially early on like 1,000 experience in the first five, six, seven levels, uh, which again, the level caps only 20 uh, is, you know, 20, 30, 40% of your max level or of that, of that level, which is great. So if you spend time doing the the side quest of the, of the main story missions, which they're not, 100% 100% easy to find. The first couple ones, they, they kind of lead you to them, but later on you really have to look for them. You have to find some things you may not have seen before. You, you might have to mess around with a little bit, wander around, kill mobs you, that aren't really in your direct path, and uh, to complete the secondary quests. And so this is kind of how the game goes. You you just kind of progress through the main story. Uh, the, P, the the PvP is obviously optional, as always. Uh, and then um, as you get later into the game, you can go outside some of the, the more, co- more difficult areas and f- Farm mobs for specific resources. And it has, you know, kind of the extra, um, the, what do you call it, the MMO elements where you do get trade skills. Uh, you can farm trade skills, or you can farm, you know, mobs to get different trade skills to make yourself gear. Uh, I'm trying to think what else there really was. Like, is there anything I missed that, that really was the, the selling point of Guild Resources?
1: Um, I mean, the PvP was fairly involved. Oh, to go back to the oh, thing yeah. you were talking about with the PvE missions. Uh, the got the AI that I mentioned earlier. You can actually clear the entire game if you have the proper setup with your AI minion.
3: There you that's go. I, I, I didn't actually doing. know that.
1: Yeah, it's very very cool. There are some extremely difficult missions in the expansions, and uh, if you get the right setup, you can use your AI team members to get through those. And that's what I did. I think. could not do the,
2: the last last boss with AI. I could not do it. Those mods. Well, yeah, oh. you
1: were probably you were using the ones that you can't customize, but the customized. Oh yes. yeah. yeah. Okay. When you can actually set up their skill bar and their equipment to be geared towards a specific uh, objective, you can pull it off. It's actually really impressive that they uh, they allow that. the
2: The other thing I forgot to mention is when you're out in the world grinding. So the concept of you leave a city, you're trying to get to another point, another another city, or another uh, kind of waypoint or, or key objective place where you can teleport to later on cuz you can't just teleport anywhere. You can only teleport to specific locations. If you're on your way like let's say you are heading to, you know, Robert's house, right? And you're grinding mobs and you're fighting mobs and Robert dies. Well, guess what? Robert loses 20% of his overall mana and health. And Robert dies again. Well, you lose more. You lose a higher percentage. And it stacks until I think 40 or 50%. And
1: I think it's 60% even. Is it really? It's fucking brutal.
2: Yeah. So if that happens a couple extra times, you might be looking at lights out, and the only way to get that health back, there's one of two ways, you can either teleport to a city you've already discovered, and that will uh, instantly refresh everybody's health and and reset that that percentage Marco's talking about, or if you kill one of those named kind of rare mobs Blake and I were talking about earlier, that gives you, I think, 2-4% to off of it. So if you kill a bunch of those and here's the other thing let's say you're at zero percent nobody has died and then you kill a named mob you get a bonus of two to four percent so you might get four percent extra health four percent extra mana and mana in this game doesn't work like most MMOs where it's like you know hundreds and hundreds of mana usually have like 20 to 30 mana and next to your mana bar you'll see a little um, little ticker uh, that either has one two three or more and that represents that's how much mana you get every couple seconds. So, uh, Priest in particular, I, I figured this out when I was playing, is if you put a boon or a buff on somebody, you lose one mana regen. So, every time your mana is going to regen, you get one less mana. So, if you put three boons on your party members, you have zero mana regen. So, if you're casting spells, you will literally never get mana back. So, it's like this kind of real intricate system with mana that there was a nice change. It was, it was completely different from what, huh. what I expected it to be. Is and, like- uh, yeah, so... What
0: was that? I was just gonna. No, I was just gonna say. It sounds like a pr- really fun game.
2: It 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 was. It still is. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun playing it. I definitely. The, the sad thing is, is I wish that I would have played this game when I was a little bit older. It is harder than most. Eh, I wouldn't say harder than most MMOs. It's hard. It, there's a lot of real punishing elements I'd say to it.
1: It's m- more harder. More harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Than most MMOs. Yeah, I would actually say that because it's extremely punishing.
2: They, yeah, there's just a lot of MMOs that people talk about, you know, especially around that time, that were pretty, you know, pretty extreme, where you had to spend ample time doing stuff and blah 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 blah.
0: So, but does, yeah. You know, so, does the game still have like the official servers, or do you have to find a like a? a... It still has
2: official servers. Huh. Um, one of the only things that I, wait, I wait, would that, like. To wait.
0: Do... Sorry, does or does not.
2: It does. Uh, they okay. still have servers open for it. And this is something I was very frustrated by. So I had to buy the game again, uh, specifically because the. The way that they supported, they support Guild Wars 1 is very, very poorly done. So apparently a couple years ago, they sent out a notice, and they basically said, hey, you need to merge your Guild Wars 1 account with a Guild Wars 2 account. Otherwise, we're no longer oh, no. going to support your account. So if you didn't, you contact support, and you don't know – let's say you don't know your account name, which I don't. It's been years since I played the game uh it's like okay well what what email address was it i i don't know it was you know eight years ago and i don't know the account information it's like okay well then i give them like piece of information about like sorry we don't support that account anymore because it's not connected to a guild wars 2 account so that was kind of a slap in the face i was like oh this is you know i mean it was like 30 dollars, which is not you know it's not crippling but it was kind of kind of upsetting um obviously you know now that i bought it again i merged it with my guild wars 2 account Set up on my new email account so I'll never have the problem again. But it was just a little bit frustrating from their customer support aspect of it since you know I bought the game the day it came out in 2005. So, yeah. it's, it's a little bit disappointing. But overall, uh, Lisa and I had a blast doing it. I'm probably going to continue to play it. I want to play through the entire main story. I'm trying to get more people to play it with me because that way it kind of encourages you to do it. Um, but the servers are relatively dead at this point. They're like I've, I've seen you know several hundred people probably. But nothing extreme, you know, nothing like any of the the popular MMOs today.
0: Nice. Yeah. Pretty freaking fun, man.
1: Yeah, that was a a good
0: rundown.
2: Thanks. I mean, that's
1: what I do, man. There's some (laughs) stuff that we glossed over, too, but, like, there's a lot to say about that game. It's really, really cool. I really wish that... um, uh, the Guild Wars 2 had taken more from Guild Wars 1 instead of changing so much. Yeah,
2: I, I didn't want to dive into that too much. I was talking to one of my buddies about that earlier, because him, him and I play a lot of old Like We both play Vanilla WoW together, and we, we hmm. talk about older MMOs, and we were talking about that is one of the biggest things, Robert, ready for this? In Guild Wars 1, you had tanks, you had healers, you had DPS. In Guild Wars <laughs> 2, they said, nope, we're not going to have healers, and we're not going to have tanks. Everybody yeah. has self-healing abilities, and it was just like, everyone's like, oh, this is so great! It's, it's such a change, and no, it's just absolute cancer. Like, it, it, If you want to be a designated healer in PvP, which, by the way, is really fucking fun in MMOs, why take that away from people? I, I, I don't, Guild Wars 2, to me, was was so frustrating. It was just... It just was... It did not live up to the hype. It was a Diablo 3. Like That is that is the best comparison.
0: I can understand why they would do that, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, okay... And I don't have as much of really a problem works.
1: with that. My biggest problem with the game is that... In Guild Wars One, you have your eight ability slots. You can do whatever the fuck you want with all ability slots. Oh yeah! In Guild Wars Two, they don't give you that same leeway. What happens with your skill bar is that three of your abilities are determined by whatever weapon type you have equipped.
2: Your main in your main hand in your main hand, hand,
1: yeah. And then you have is there like one ability? Yep, that's
2: determined by your offhand.
1: Okay, and then uh, one healing ability. One healing ability and yep. a stance or two stances. Oh, uh, I like think it's that. a
2: signet. I think it's a signet. Is one of the slots. I think there's the
1: one game. signet. Yeah, and then something for the last one or God. two. God, yeah, there's I forgot so about on. that. It's so frustrating. I hate it.
2: I, I did That's enjoy long it long that release. Playing the game. I stopped playing the game because there was no end game. The end game was was nothing. You, you basically made this super gear, and it was just it was just shit. And this is obviously at the beginning of Guild Wars Two. I haven't played since the expansions. PvP, I will say, was phenomenal in Guild Wars Two, though there were not healers, which is what I probably would have played. I did when Guild Wars Two came out. I was actually streaming it at the time. I streamed four Guild Wars uh, for the PvP aspect of it, and I loved it. I had such a blast doing it. And it was very, very well balanced. I played a variety of classes and still just destroyed people. Like it was so skill based. It was, oh, I, I wish that that would have been the premier MMO for uh, PV for for uh, uh, what do you call it? Esports. I was so disappointed, man, when that didn't take off.
0: Blake, on to you. Which game would you like to talk about
2: this week? Oh, lordy. Alright,
1: I'll start off already. with the one that's uh, not actually retro. Alright, hold on, let me... Check them.
0: Can we do just one? Because I think our... Because our top ten... This is going to be a long episode. Oh,
2: shit, I'm so sorry. we got the I top ten,
0: and we've got four emails to go through.
1: <laughs> um, Is it possible? I don't want to have to do, like, four games next. I will just try and keep these pretty brief. Alright. Because two of them are I'm not going to have to talk about too much. Okay.
2: Wow, I forgot about that. My bad, boys
1: it's all
0: right hey we we're all in this together
2: do you want to hold hands and touch tips something or something uh, i don't want to hold
1: hands i'll tell you what i will hold though <laughs> do you
2: want to touch tips and
1: hold hands i don't want to hold hands
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when all right i'm trying to find out when the hell this one came out uh okay 2008 this is actually almost 10 years old now that's fucking weird so oh, yeah. All right, the The first game I'm going to talk about very, very briefly is Chrono Trigger DS. I've talked about Chrono Trigger on here already. We have talked about Chrono Trigger already a few times. Plenty of times. Uh, So the big things that the DS, excuse me, changes. The DS version, uh, it adds some new content at the end of the game. Some new good, uh, and I'm using that word loosely, uh, bonus dungeons. And the other big change that it makes, makes Frog's dialogue normal. And I'm really not happy about that part. So normally in the original Chrono Trigger release, Frog speaks uh, like he's from an, a Shakespearean play. He throws around, thou shalt not call me Frog. He uses thou, thee, thy, all that kind of stuff all the time. Um, and, then, and no one else from his era talks like that. It makes him stand out. It, it's silly. It's completely out of place, and it doesn't make any sense. But it's there. And I like it because it's not a game that takes itself seriously a lot of the time. The remake changes that so that he talks just like any other normal person. And I kind of think that's uh, that misses the point of his original dialect translation. I get that in the Japanese version, it's probably he just talks like everyone else. So when they translated it, it's not faithful to that. Uh, But if we're going with the whole faithful route, the fact that they still call the Masamune the Masamune, instead of calling it what it's actually named in the JP version, which is the Grand Leon, then what the fuck? I actually don't know what the hell else to say to that. It's a really, really, really dumb decision by them to change the dialect. That bothered me. The new dungeons that they added, the bonus content, are literally just fetch quests. I didn't bother getting through all of them, because frankly, I think they suck ass. What you do is you go into these, uh, there's this there's two different dungeons, and there's one that unlocks once you get to the end game area, and there's one that unlocks when you beat the game. Uh, it's sort of a in-between new game plus and just continuing your old save. It's something that can only be accessed after you finish the game, but it's not starting. <clears here. throat> and it's a whole dungeon where you go through this and talk to people, and they're like, man, I really wish I had a golden hammer. And then you talk to someone else, and they're like, well, to make a golden tree, you need to plant golden seeds at the sand spot over here. So then you have to find the golden seeds. You have to go to the sand spot in the past, plant the seeds, go into the future, find out that the tree was cut down by somebody, kill the guy that is now running around with a golden hammer and take that golden hammer and give it to somebody back in the town. So then you do that, and then you just repeat this process a few times. I don't know how many times, because I didn't finish it, but it's just that same idea over and over. Everything that I've heard from people that have played it said that this bonus dungeon was bad. And because of that, I kind of... I just had no interest in finishing it whatsoever. Uh, so the next game I played, Final Fantasy 1, the GBA version. Jay, which version did you play if you're available? oh OG.
2: SN- 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 okay, uh, you played the version. Nintendo
1: one. You I, poor bastard. I played
2: both of them. I, 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 before oh, okay. I played both of them, sorry.
1: Okay, yeah. so for which one did you talk about on the podcast?
2: The original, the shitty hard fucking one. Okay, the right. One. That's what I thought.
1: <laughs> so I played the GBA version, which is the not awful version. This one makes it so that... Uh, they rebalance the experience gain so that you're leveling up at a pretty moderate pace. Actually, I kind of feel like it makes the game too easy sometimes because you level up way too fast. Uh, the, The level cap in the original game is 50, and in the remake, in the GBA remake, it's 99, and you get up to like level 41 before you even take on the third crystal boss sometimes. It's not too hard for that to happen. It's a bit silly in that regard. Uh, they've also changed the spell system so that instead of having uh, if you're familiar with older, older school D&D where you'll have like level 1 magic and you can cast any of your level 1 spells 7 times and you'll have your level 2 magic and you can cast that 6 times but there's no crossover between casting a level 1 spell using your level 2 magics or using your level 1 magics to cast a level 2 spell. There's nothing like that. In the remake, they made it so that you just have an in people just like the future uh, f- uh, Final Fantasy's where all of your M- magic pulls from this exact same pool. It makes the game simpler, but I don't think it does so in a bad way. It's kind of like what the Tales games have done with their MP system, where these games want to encourage you to use your abilities, and to do that, they've given you different ways of restore either restoring your MP or making it far less punishing to spend your MP. Uh, so I didn't mind that aspect of it. Overall, it's Final Fantasy. Jay talked about it recently. It's a surprisingly fun game, for given what it is. Uh, so I don't want to talk about that too much anymore. Instead, I will talk about a game that I played and finished for the first time in my life. Final Fantasy 2.
2: You actually finished it? I've never yeah, finished it. Yeah,
1: I finished oh, it about two hours ago now on stream. Oh, damn.
2: I, I I was really impressed with how good this game is.
1: What? How the hell were you impressed by this game?
0: Wait, so wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, sorry, sorry.
2: Stop. In comparison to Final Fantasy 1. Hold
1: on. I'm sorry, this right? is this is Japanese right. 2, right? Yes, this is Japanese 2, not okay. American 2. American oh, is okay. actually Japanese 4.
2: Okay, sorry.
1: Okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Japanese okay. 2, R2, okay. aka uh Final Fantasy 4. That's a great game. Okay. The original That's... Final Fantasy 2 is a steaming pile of donkey and horse shit. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe – put, I'll put it this way. If this game had been ported over to uh, to the States, this may have been enough to sour us on uh, Squaresoft the, for the rest of their careers. This may have buried that company for us in the West. Wow. Uh, it does – so uh, if you've played any of, say, like Saga Frontier, a lot of the Saga games – Use the system, the level-up system that this game uses. Instead of gaining experience, what happens is that your stats and your abilities develop more as you use them. So if uh, if you go in a battle and you have someone take a lot of damage, their HP is very likely to go up. Uh, if you go in a battle and you have them swing at things a lot, they're very likely to get a strength up, that kind of thing. The problem is that the stats in the game are very not well-designed. And to get your stats to a level where it feels like you could actually play the game often requires just hours of grinding, doing really nonsense shit, like having your party members beat the shit out of each other in a fight. Like, you'll fight the lowest tier enemies you can right outside the very first city, and while they're swinging at you and not doing any damage or they're missing you, your team is beating up each other and then curing each other. So you're leveling up your cure spell, because to level up your cure spell, you have to use it so that it gets stronger. Uh, And then at the same time, you're gaining MP, hopefully, on that person after battle, and so on and so forth, while the other guys are beating the crap out of each other, raising their strength, so on and so forth. Uh, The other thing that really sucks about this system is that I I could go into a lot of detail about just grinding out your character's stats doing this system. It's really boring. It's really annoying. It's very, very grind-heavy. The other aspect of the system that sucks is that uh, if you're focusing on one thing, your other stats are gonna get very weak. For example, if you're just running through the game, if you like level up your attack early on, so you, that you can just go in a battle and crush your enemies and see them driven before you. That, um... <laughs> so if you want to stick a knife in them and see what's going on in there. <laughs> uh... Wait,
2: are you Arnold or or fucking that was Arnold? Yes. To... Dude, that was Arnold. Okay, I wasn't sure. Not <laughs>
1: the So you go around and you're like, God, my guys are super buff. I'm going to go crush the enemies now. The problem is that you're likely not going to have your agility leveled up very much. So you're not going to be acting very quickly in battle. And you're also not going to be able to dodge attacks. You need to level up your evasion stat as well. It's like everything because it's a game that gets too compartmentalized. So you have an evasion stat and an agility stat. The evasion stat levels up separately from the agility stat. Uh, you have intelligence, spirit, and magic as stats. I assume, like, spirit determines how fast your MP grows. I don't know what the hell the difference is between magic and intelligence. I have not one fucking idea. Uh, and it's just stupid stuff like this. And then, <laughs> of course, there's one spell in the game. You know how in most Final Fantasies you'll have a death spell, but it will never be able to work against a boss. Yep. They'll be immune to it. Yeah. Yeah, this game has the. This game doesn't do that. Like, if you level up a any of your death spells, I think they work on boss, bosses. Oh, huh. really? The the one that's really dumb, though, is that about maybe an hour into the game, if you're just trying to play fast, uh-huh. you can get up to a, a town. You have to buy your spells in this, just like FF1, but you can teach them to anybody. Anybody on your team can do anything. So you buy these tomes, and then you teach somebody the spells. So you get up to this one town that sells a tome called teleport. And that spell instantly teleports enemies out of the fight. Since this isn't a game where you actually grind up experience points, you grind up using your abilities and stuff. You can level up the teleport spell to about level seven, eight, or nine and just teleport all enemies out of a fight (laughs) and just do that all the way through the game. And yes, it works on bosses. (laughs) It is terrible. It's so poorly designed and thought out. I like the concept of a group of characters that, uh, that develop their stats based on what you do. I'm actually a big fan of Saga Frontier, for example. I love that game, even if, once again, it doesn't get this idea totally right. But it gets, gets it better than the FF2. The problem with FF2 is that things become too compartmentalized so that you have to focus on leveling your evasion stats specifically. Uh, And then what's really stupid is that uh, your evasion will go down depending on what equipment you have on. So if you equip heavy armor, even if your evasion stat is literally maxed out at the highest level, I found heavy armor late game that I tried to put on. And then that heavy armor made my evasion go from 99% all the way down to like 14%. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is the point of wearing this armor? Screw that. I'm just going to dodge everything. Get the hell out of here. The story, by the way, uh, this game actually tries to focus on developing a story, unlike Final Fantasy I. Final 1. Final Fantasy 1's story is, you need to save these orbs. Go restore their power. Oh, shit, you got to time travel 2,000 years into the past. Oh, damn, son, you're beating up the very first boss of the game again, and now he's a super-powered demon with a face coming out of his dick. Uh, that's the story of Final Fantasy 1. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. And... Killers. It, it doesn't make sense, and they don't even try to let it make sense. They're just like, look, there's time travel involved. What the fuck do you want from us? And you're like, all right, cool. I'm beating up that very first guy that I fought. That's totally fine by me.
3: Uh,
1: Final Fantasy II is like, no, we're going to have a story where people die. And so you'll have uh, you'll have your three main characters, and then your fourth slot is a revolving door of red shirts. They're all lemmings that just go off. And very, very quickly, they pretty much every single one of them dies. And it's really, really, really dumb because it feels like it's supposed to be this dramatic moment of like, no, this dude that just traveled with me for 30 minutes just got crushed by a boulder. And instead, it's like, oh, great. There's an empty slot in my party again. I wonder how long it's going to take for them to fill that up. And then the boss of the game spoilers for this game. So you're aware. Uh, You fight the main boss of the game. You beat the shit out of him. He's the emperor that's trying to take over the world. And you beat him, and you send him to hell. And then while he's in hell, he gets super powerful by, like, beating up monsters there, gathering power or something. And then he just teleports back in and is like, what's up? I'm back from hell, and I'm even better than before. What are you going to do about it? And you're like, oh, my God. So, uh, oh, the other thing is, that's really stupid. At the very beginning of the game, you name four characters, you've got your four-band party, and then one of those characters disappears for 90% of the game. After you beat the guy, the Emperor, and send him to hell, your old buddy has been working with him this whole time, and you kind of know that. And your old buddy is like, he just goes off and declares himself Emperor of the World now, and he's going to take it over. So you go and you confront him, and you're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, look, man, I'm strong, other people aren't, deal with it. And then as he approaches your party, he walks up to you, the Emperor comes back from hell, and then everybody runs away, and you're just like, hey, old friend, do you want to join our party again, even though you killed countless friends of ours, and now you were trying to rule the world with an iron fist? And he's like, yeah, all right, sure. <sighs> it's a, The story of the game is extremely bad. The gameplay has a great concept that is executed Executed terribly. Uh, overall, I this as much shit as I know Jay and I have given some of the uh, Final Fantasies on the show before, such as Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy II Oof. is the worst game in the entire series. Wow. You heard it here. First. Spare yourselves. I almost didn't play through this game, but I had a little bit of free time on my stream. Sh- I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give FF2 a shot for the first time ever. Oh, I regretted every second of it.
2: Did you think about suicide as an alternative?
1: Always, constantly. (laughs) Every waking moment while playing that game. Well, shit. Sorry (laughs) you had to play that game then. It's all right. I played it so that other people don't have to. You took one for the team on that one. I took two for the team, you could say. Damn. Robert. Tell us fun. what you played.
0: Are we already on to me?
1: Well, that no. was fast. Yeah, well, you were like, uh, guys, can we go <laughs> kind of fast,
2: please? I need to talk for a while tonight.
1: Yeah, of course you do. All right. I play. So,
0: actually, so... Forgive me if my memory is slightly fuzzy on this one. I played this one a couple months ago, and I kind of stopped in the middle of it. I think I got about about halfway through, and I was uh, planning on potentially going back to it, but I never got a chance to, and I'm in the middle of some other games now. So I'm going to finally bring it up on the podcast. That is Disgaea Hour of Darkness Ooh. Uh, for PlayStation 2. came out in 2003. This is uh, a strategy RPG. The so the plot of the game is you are a kid named Laharl who is uh you're in the underworld and your dad you're the
1: prince of the underworld right?
0: Huh? well yeah you're the prince you're, of the underworld yeah your dad was the ruler of the underworld and then you took a ten year nap and when you woke up he was uh, he's been killed and so now it's the the underworld is rightfully yours however there are a lot of other people that have basically kind of like started taking it. For their uh, own. In your
1: absence, do they tell you how long he his dad has been dead, or is it just he's been?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. All I remember okay. is that he took a nap and he woke up ten years later, and he meant to only sleep for like one year, or something like that. Uh,
1: oh, and then isn't Etna like you just looked so cute yeah, while you were sleeping? I thought, why did <laughs> yeah. I wake you up? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And so in the meantime, other people have like started taking over, and you wake up, and you're like, no, no. You can't, I, I'm the ruler here. So you're basically on like a, like on a quest to like kill everybody who's trying to uh, rule the underworld. So you can rule it because it's your rightful underworld now. Uh, as Blake said, there's a girl named Etna, who's kind of like your friends, sort of. And she comes along with you. Um, and she also, she starts off with, uh, she has these two sort of underlings called Prinnies that are basically little penguins that follow her around and, and help you fight. So they're part of your party as well. And obviously eventually you get other party members as well. One of them, one of the party members you eventually get comes from Celestia, which is basically like uh, the analog of heaven. Like if underworld is hell, then she comes from Celestia, which is, which would be heaven. Her name is Flawn. And you get other characters as well, stuff like that. But those are kind of nin, like,
1: nin, nin. whoosh! She's an assassin.
0: Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she's, yeah, she's supposed to come down to assassinate you, but she, she eventually joins your party. That's not really a spoiler because it happens within like the first thirty percent of the game. Um, and so, th- so the the way the story is told, it's got you know, besides it being a strategy RPG, when there's cutscenes and stuff, it's got sort of like a sort, kind of like a traditional character pop in where it'll like have just like some art for the character that comes in the side of the screen and then art from another character that comes in the other side and it's got text but it's also voice acted as well so you can read what they're saying but it is voice acted at the same time and like the characters will like have different art for like different uh, facial expressions and stuff but it's not like animated during the cutscenes. uh laharl who's the main character that you're basically playing as. He's kind of like, he, he's sort of like a, a bratty type character. He's always like yelling at everybody and complaining about stuff about this being his underworld and how he's going to like kill everybody and all that kind of stuff. The whole game has a really silly sort of feel to it. None of it is taken seriously at all. Like even the music, it sounds like uh, kind of like circus music for a lot of the game. Uh, Flan comes across as like very, very naive. Etna is sort of similar to Laharl in a way, as far as like the way her her character is. The Prinnies, which are, uh, like I said, they're little, they're basically little penguins. They're not very strong in battle, but one of the things that I love about them is anytime they attack somebody, they go, DUDE! And sometimes they say it twice. Sometimes, like if you do, if you do like a big attack. He'll walk up and go, dude, and then jump up in the air and do a big slam and go, dude. And every time he says dude, and they say it like during the dialogue too, all the time. Anytime they say dude, it spells dude out D O O D. So that was <laughs> like, speak. yeah. So I just loved hearing them say dude all the time. Uh, and then like when they went, whenever you win, whenever you win a battle, like they do this silly little like dance where they put their arms up in the air, kind of like a ballerina and just spin around uh gameplay wise so as far as like the battles go it's it's for the most part a pretty uh a pretty traditional strategy rpg you've got multiple characters on the map it's a grid based map you've got a you've got basic like melee attacks some characters will, will uh, cast spells you've got special abilities that you can do you've got healers uh there's a lot of importance placed on positioning etc one of the things that it does do that's pretty new unique as far as the battle system goes and that i i never quite got this down like i ended up understanding this about 75 percent, but there are these little like pyramid kind of like gem little oop. there are these little like gem things in the shape of a pyramid that'll be on the ground and they'll be on a tile that's maybe like a cluster of tiles that's like a certain color like red and it'll say like that, that little pyramid, if you if you highlight it, it'll say like uh damage up fifty percent. So what that means is while that pyramid is on a red tile, if you're on any other tile on the map that's that also happens to be red, then you get fifty percent damage to your attacks. Or anybody, or even, and that happens for bad guys too, anybody who's on another tile of the same color, they get the, they get like whatever buffs or nerfs that particular little pyramid thing has. And there's all sorts of things like, you know, uh, your defense goes down, your defense goes up, all, all that kind of stuff. You can also record
1: Jay is not jerking off right now. As far as <laughs> uh, I know, he's just uh, sick. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry.
0: Thank you. Doing, That's you? good that we point that out. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely sick. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I have I realized, been too. It's going color.
2: around.
3: Shit oh, sucks, my God, man.
0: Dude. Rough. You can destroy the little pyramid things. And this is where I got kind of lost because... Now, Blake, tell me if you understand this a little bit better than I do. When you destroy them, uh, sometimes it causes like a big explosion to happen on all of the squares that are the same color of the square that you destroy it on. But other times, I, it didn't happen, and I couldn't figure out quite why that was the case.
1: Um, your first thing is correct, and the second thing sounds familiar, but I can't remember why. Okay. Like, uh, like, you have to blow it up with... You can't blow it up with certain attacks, maybe? I don't think that's right. It's There's something... It's a really weird, annoying system to get behind sometimes. Yeah. And it's not so bad on the story maps, because usually... If you're supposed to do something like uh, destroying the geo cubes or whatever they're called, like it makes it fairly obvious. Like, Oh, any enemy standing on a red cube right now won't take any, de- they're invulnerable. They are literally completely invincible. So guess what? You need to destroy that or move them off of the red squares. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, okay. I can do that. Uh, it gets really complicated in the item world though, which you, I don't think you've mentioned yet. No, I'll get you there, yeah. do anything with it. Okay. Uh, so before he gets there, it gets a lot more complicated than in the item world because the item world is completely randomly designed. Uh, every time you enter it, every new floor, it's all random. And sometimes you can take really good advantage of where the panel, the colored panels are and where the cubes are and what cubes you have available. But other times you can't. Um, I think... oh God... And sometimes Do you it, remember trying, like, okay, so let's say that there's a, a math where there's a bunch of red panels, mm-hmm. and the red panels have two of the geocubes on it. Uh-huh. And one of the geocubes is invincible, and the other one is some other effect. I can't remember uh, if, did you ever, like, maybe blow up the second one first, the non-invincible one? I have no idea. Okay. But, yeah, also, I don't know exactly. And sometimes
0: other. it'll also be, like, a chain reaction where, like ultimately just about every single tile on the map blows up and then sometimes it just like seems to just stick to that one color and then sometimes it doesn't do anything at all
1: do the geo cubes themselves also have colors
0: i think they do but i don't think that they matter
1: yeah it might matter like if you blow up a cube of the same color maybe that's as a panel it might not have an effect that sounds a little familiar
0: that might be the case that that
1: That might be what it was
0: that would at least make sense if that's if that's the case um and you can also like pick them up and throw them onto a different color as like part of your strategy which is another thing you can do in battles is you can pick up uh like you can pick up the little geo cubes and throw them to a different color if that helps you out but you can also pick up other characters that are on your team so if like If you want one guy to be really far ahead, but he can only, you know, walk so far, then you can get another character next to him and pick him up and throw him on the same turn and he'll be like extra far and he can attack somebody, you know, if you wanted him to. There is, there's no permadeath. Whenever you lose somebody, you have to just basically heal him. You can, you go back to like the main, kind of like your, your base, like your, uh, your house in the underworld and there's a hospital there and you can, you can heal everybody up there. You also get, like, presents the more you use the hospital. Like, they give you presents every now and then that is just, like, better gear and stuff like that. There's also this one kind of mechanic that's really easy to exploit. And I don't know if this was done intentionally or not. But, so one thing you can do is is team up attacks. Where if you have two characters standing next to each other, like, directly next to each other, and one of them attacks uh, a bad guy, then there's a chance that they'll do it, that them and any characters next to them will do a team up attack and do extra damage. So that's one thing. Now, another thing is you can move one character and, but if you don't attack with that character before, so, so, so you can move one character to any spot, but if you haven't attacked with them yet, then you can cancel their move and move them back to where they started originally. So the way that you can exploit these two game mechanics is have one character, that you want to attack somebody, get one other character and move them next to that character, then attack with the first character and they might do a team up attack. But then since you didn't actually attack with the second character, because a team up attack doesn't count as an attack for that other one, then you can cancel their movement and, and move them back to where they were originally and then move
1: them somewhere else. I remember taking advantage of that. I thought that was a pretty cool thing to do. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't figure out if like, I don't know if you're supposed to, I don't know if it's an exploit, but I definitely used it.
0: Yeah. I used it all the time. And again, yeah, I don't know if it was, I don't know if that counts as an exploit either, but that's one thing that you can do. Uh, So some of the other more unique things that they do in the game is, so there's, so there's party building, of course. So the way that you build your party, besides just getting new characters through the story is when you're back at your castle in between battles or whatever, you can uh, petition the Senate. I think it's the Senate. Is that what it's called? Okay. You can petition the Senate and you can do a couple things when you petition the Senate. One is you can just recruit new people and it kind of depends on like, sort of like your level and stuff like who you can recruit and all this kind of stuff. And it's basically like any monsters that you've encountered, plus like some, some basic character classes and things like that. You can recruit people that way. You can also, uh, when you, put, I, actually I don't know if that counts as petitioning the Senate, but it's in kind of the same area of the game. You can also do what, again, to repeat myself one more time, you can petition the Senate for certain things, such as to get better items in the shop or different kinds of items in the shop. And to do this, you pick one character that you want to uh, to, to do the petition, and then it takes you to this area where it's got your the one character that you chose, which is typically Laharl because he's uh, at least as far as I got, he's typically your most powerful character. And then it has like it looks like a like a senate hearing with you up at the front, and then like rows of of uh, desks and benches and things with various like just random kind of like mobs pretty much. Sitting there looking at you, and if you're petitioning, say to get more expensive items at the item shop, then it tells you what each of them are likely to vote. If they're gonna like, if they're more likely to vote no or yes, or if they're kind of on the fence or what, and then you can bribe them, and you bribe them with items in your inventory, and that could be anything. It could be a weapon, or it could be like a consumable item, like a health potion or something like that. And when you bribe them, it kind of makes them, even when you bribe them, it says like, this is an item that this person really likes, or they don't really care about it, or they kind of like it a little bit. So you you balance that with like the, the quality of items you're giving them and that kind of stuff. And hopefully, and, and hopefully you bribe enough to where when they vote, that more people will say yes than no, and then you get to either way petition you lose succeeds. yeah and then petition succeeds <laughs> either way you lose all the items that you bribe them with oh wow so yeah so you want Yeah so
1: the senator dickheads <laughs>
0: so,
2: so yeah so, they're dickheads. so it's like real
1: life.
0: but and you can yeah. also if that fails you can also decide to just like take them all on and fight them right there
1: oh, yeah God. good luck with that sometimes by the way yeah uh because some of the people in the senate uh the levels go up to 9909 and so sometimes your Senate will have a monster in there that's, like, level 2,000, 4,000, <laughs> yeah. 5,000. And you're running around as, like, level 200 trying to get them to pass a bill that will make it easier for you to go level up. And you're just like, come the fuck on, man! Help yeah. me out! I never, I never
0: actually succeeded in, in any of those when I tried to just fight them all. As a matter of fact, I believe that their
1: level determines how much their vote counts for, Correct.
0: Uh, I don't think that's the. I don't think so, but I. I don't really. Maybe I don't think so though. I'm pretty sure it does.
1: For the maybe uh, so, so both go through each individual monster will be like a uh, yay or nay, and at the end it will tally up all of the quote yay votes that you've gotten, and every for every level that a monster has, they have they count as one more yay vote. So if you have a level two thousand monster on your side and they vote yay, you're pretty likely to get that to pass.
0: Okay. I didn't. I didn't notice that. I never. I never caught on to that. So there's that mechanic, and then the other thing is what uh, Blake mentioned a minute ago, which is the item worlds, which is really weird. So you can level up any item in the game, like your sword or armor or whatever. By even go-
3: potions.
0: Yeah, even potions. By going into the item world, and what the item world is, is you go into the item that you want to level up. So I had a bronze sword fairly early on, and I wanted to level up my bronze sword to make it stronger. So you go over to this one area of your castle where the girl, where there's a girl who will let you go into the item world. You go into your bronze sword, and then you have to go through 10 levels of bad guys. And if you win all of the battles on each of the 10 levels, then it levels up your item. Now, the thing is, It's pretty tough because since you're inside of your item, you can't use that item. Uh So you have to use like a weaker item. So you either have to like kind of take a gamble and do something really tough or kind of level up a, a slightly weaker item and be able to use your strong one when doing it. It's kind of, it is kind of tedious. It doesn't take a really long time, but it's a little bit tedious going through 10 stages of bad guys. You don't have to kill everybody on each of the 10 levels. You just have to get to like a certain you just but like basically have to get to the exit of each level, and then it takes you like down another level. They do get progressively harder on each of the ten levels. So it's a little bit tedious going through all that, but when you do level up a weapon, it like it levels it up like really, really high. So typically it is actually worth doing that. It's just kind of a chore to do that. And Like I said, I got about 50, I'm pretty sure I'm like right around 50% of the way through the game and it's been, it's been pretty fun. The story is definitely not serious or anything and it's not fantastic, but it's, it's fun enough to get me through and the, the, the battles themselves, it's pretty, pretty standard strategy RPG. It's pretty fun. I love the, I love the penguins yelling dude all the time. And I love just kind of like how it does these re- like weird and silly, unique things that don't really make sense, but just kind of like does them just like just for the hell of it. I kind of like
1: that. You like this game, Blake? It's um, it's an OK game. Uh, the item world stuff to really like, quote, max out your file. Some of the item world stuff gets very, very, very boring, very grindy. Trying, um, so I don't think you've touched on this much. When you get a new weapon, like let's say you go to your shop and you buy a weapon and you look at it, there will be things living inside the weapon. Uh, what are they called? I don't do remember, remember? This. No, so do you remember the things like the statisticians? No. No, okay. So as you're going through the item, or any weapon that you buy, there will be part of the menu. Uh, when you look at the weapon, will show you that that weapon has a level 7 um physician in it or something. And the physician gives you a bonus, like, plus max HP or something like that. And you're like, alright, cool. That guy's giving me a little bit of a bonus. Uh, so then you go through the item world, and as you're going through the item world, uh, before you do all of the levels of that item, whether it can have 10 levels, 20 levels, 30 or whatever, somewhere in those 10, 20 or 30 levels, you will find that physician hanging out inside of the item. And what you have to do is, I think you're supposed to pick the physician up you, you either beat them up or you pick them up and you throw them back into the place where you spawn your guys at the start of the map. And through one of those methods, I can't remember which, you then uh, like unlock that particular uh, unit, whatever it's called. And that, I believe, doubles its level, and then you can transmit, transmit it between other items so that you can stack up. Uh, X number of physicians, however high that one goes, physicians. Jesus,
0: are... well, I didn't know about this at all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it gets pretty crazy. It gets very, very crazy. So then there are there are things that increase a weapon's attack power. There are things that, when they're living in the weapon, if they're in the current weapon that you're using, will give you an experience bonus, which makes leveling much faster. Uh, there are things that give you like all sorts of different bonuses: resist, defense, all this kind of sh- crazy shit, and, like. And so that's another thing that adds on to making the absolute best weapon that you can this bullshit. So uh, I ended up getting to the very end of the game. I've, I've actually beaten the game. I've even beaten the super boss of the game. And because I got so tired of grinding out bullshit in the game, what I did to beat the very final boss, you mentioned this, is that you can pick up enemies. Now, if an enemy... I believe it's determined by max HP. If an enemy is, uh, has a higher max HP than you or some value like that, what happens is that that enemy will then crush the unit that's carrying him. But he does, the, person, the enemy that you were carrying doesn't get his turn back. So you can cost them a turn by throwing an army of weak units at him and just have those units pick him up. And from that, what I did to beat the super boss of the game is that I went forward... With nine different guys, my Laharl was super-powered, but these other nine guys were just fodder, and I'd have them go out there, pick him up, and end my turn after Laharl had hit him, and then while they were holding him, he would spend his turn by damaging them to get out of their hold. He would land on the ground, Laharl would go over, hit him again, and then I would pick him up with somebody else. And I just repeated this uh, with the nine extra characters I could bring out, and I managed to kill him using that because God... Damn it! I was tired of grinding that game. <laughs> so, so do you have? I put to... in a lot of time. Like uh, I think if I booted up my save, it's I think it's over 200 hours. <laughs> Holy I don't shit, know how dude! Now. Yeah.
0: Do you, it was really
3: stupid.
0: Do you um to beat it just just to beat the regular boss? Do you have to do a lot of grinding?
1: No, you can beat the final boss of the story mode without too much extra stuff. <laughs> okay, I don't think you have to do the extra stuff at all to really beat him. Okay. Like hell, honestly, if you wanted, you could probably do the strategy I just mentioned, where you have your someone like Laharl that's actually strong, and then send out other people to pick up the final boss, and then they'll he'll kill them, land on the ground, and you'll just repeat that until Laharl finishes them. Okay, it's not too bad at all. All
0: right, well, there's Disgaea. Yeah, not 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 an amazing game, but I had a fun time with it. I'll probably try to go back to it at some point, but, um, I got a lot of there. I'm, I'm playing like, I've got like my next, like 145 games planned out pretty much. So it'll, it'll probably be a while if <laughs> I do. All right. Is it
1: time? Uh, I guess.
2: Do we want a drum roll here? or What are you looking for? All
1: right. I don't know how this is going to sound. I don't remember all these settings. All so right. let's do this. All right, let's do it. And, uh, it's top 10 from 91, right? Yeah. Okay. Today's top 10 is top 10 video games from 1991.
0: That was good. That was good. pretty good. That was good. You oh, could have put, put a little bit more effort into it, but it sounded good.
2: Damn, Robert. <laughs>
0: Dude, I will leave this bitch right now, all right? <laughs> Just drop it. Just drop the mic. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, we're doing our, this is our top 10 of 1991 episode. I should have said something about that at the beginning to get everybody fucking psyched. But uh, this is our annual top 10 of 25 years ago. Right now, 25 years ago happens to be 1991. We were supposed to do this last time, but we wanted to wait on Jay because This was a
2: solid fucking list, man. Dude, I've
0: got like 45 games on my honorable mentions list.
2: I tried to only put on games that I specifically know that are good, like not ones that, like there's there's like one or two on my list that were like, I know this game was groundbreaking for, for that year. Okay. But I tried to like talk games that I actually know about.
0: Well, that's good. So let's jump Thanks. into them. Why don't we just go in the same order that we, that we did? Oh, uh, um... what?
2: Oh, uh, let's see. What am I going to pick first here? Hold on a second.
0: <laughs> Come on. Uh... All right. Like, why don't you go first? All right,
1: Jesus. Uh all right. Number 10. Uh, honorable mentions at the end? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Cuz right. we're
2: going to cover a lot.
1: I had my number 10 uh as Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Uh, it started off an iconic series. It is not the worst first entry into a game of all time. It's uh it's got going fast. It's got power-ups. <laughs> it's got <laughs> chaos gems. It's got Sonic the Hedgehog. It's
2: got So, I'm going to kind of bounce off that as well that is gonna be that was gonna be like my number nine or number 10 so yeah um definitely like there, there's great series fantastic game was a blast playing as a kid i love the levels i love the music i played this recently for the podcast the music alone is just iconic to me it's it's easily memorable <laughs> i'm doing the uh the
1: the <laughs> <cool> <laughs> <level>. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, <wow. laughs> my says i can't
2: be around you Okay.
0: All right. My number two—that's a—that's a a solid number ten. My number ten is Space Quest for Roger Wilco and the Time Rippers. This is a Sierra point-and-click adventure game. It certainly has lots of problems. It was one of the first games I talked about on the podcast. Actually, I think I talked about it on episode two. And once again, pretty much like all of the Sierra point-and-clicks, it has its share of problems, but. It had also some really cool things about it, so I give it a pass. It gets it gets number ten on this list. It was it was for its time. It was a pretty good game, and they did a lot of cool stuff with it. Even though, once again, it had a lot of issues. Hi everybody, I'm going to cut in with a quick edit right here. Uh, you may notice in, over the next few minutes there will be times during the course of our discussion where you can hear video game music and sound effects in the background. This was me listening to. Uh, I had pulled up some games, some of the games that Jay and Blake were talking about to, to get a look at them as they were talking about them, not remembering that I was using a new recording method this time around, and I was recording all of the audio output from my computer. So those have made it into the recording and I can't take them out with all, I can't take them out without also taking out Blake and Jake's audio. So you may hear some weird sounds here and there. I apologize about that. As I said, we were using a new recording method this time around, which also explains why Jay and I sound a little bit harsh sometimes. I should have this smoothed out for the uh, for the next episode and moving forward, but sorry about that this time. And now I'll let you get back to the podcast. Edit number two, I fucking said Blay and Jake. I'm leaving it in.
2: That's you, Lick.
1: Number nine. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we went through that fast. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, Uh, I bounced off yours, so it's pretty quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. My number nine is Brandish, a top down RPG for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I played this as a rental a long time ago. I think it's gotten a re release. I don't know that it came out over here, but it's a top down game that is. I'm trying to think of how to describe it exactly. It's kind of like locked in directions. So there is a, an up, down, left, right. There are no there's no like free form around the area. Oh, I
0: remember actually uh, Alex from SNES Drunk talked about this game when he came yeah, on the podcast yeah, yeah. and talked about how bad it was pretty much.
1: I think it's all right. It's got some weird puzzles. It's got some problems, but it was really cool for what it tried to do. It was sort of... Um, I get sort of like Fire Emblem in that the weapons that you pick up have a limited number of uses. It's a puzzle-based game. Uh, you'll be facing one direction, and then when you turn to the left, it kind of changes the entire scenery. Yep. So you'll, your character will just turn 90 degrees. He will pivot 90 degrees, and he'll be facing a different direction, which will sometimes reveal buttons to you on the sides of pillars that you couldn't see before. Uh, little details like that that make it a fun puzzle game. I it, Fun-ish. It's yeah. not the best because it is a little bit clunky, thanks to that turning mechanic thing being so stupid sometimes. Uh, but overall, I liked what it tried to do.
0: Yeah, like to, to describe the turning mechanic, your character is always facing up. Like he's yeah, always, you're always facing, facing up. up. And, and so I when you
1: turn. The shoulder buttons that turn the character. Yeah, when you uh, turn. When you it, turn, you'll pivot 90 degrees. And then the direction that you were. Like, let's say you hit the L button, if that's what turns you. Uh, you'll still be facing up. But the direction that you were just facing will be 90 degrees to your right now.
0: The thing that's so kind of jarring about it, though, is it does it it instantly does it in one single frame. So it doesn't show like a turning animation of the stuff around you. Just everything's all of a sudden different. And so it really is kind of jarring. I just watch I'm just watching a video of it. It's really jarring any time the character turns. But anyway, not to take away from your praise
1: even though I did. It's about the end. I mean, um, you've got like an inventory system. You pick up weapons that you find around. They have a certain number of uses and stuff like this, which is kind of cool. And it's a difficult game. Quite difficult.
0: By the way, we're doing this based on what wikipedia lists as all of the video games from 1991 so if any of these yeah we're
1: lenient about like we're not gonna go into super details about like well this game was released in 91 in japan but it didn't make it out until january 92 for the u.s and shit like that
0: we're pretty much just going by whatever wikipedia tells us otherwise it'll be too much of a bitch to handle all this
2: yep (laughs) all right jay uh, my number nine is the Berlin Wall game. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Are... <laughs> that game was such a joke. I, remember, I was like, I was like <laughs> yeah, That like, was good. Like... <laughs> no. Uh, my number nine is Neverwinter Nights. Um, I know a lot about this game, but I've never played it. Uh, I heard oh, – so okay. this game was – what would you
0: say? I thought you had played it.
2: No. I've, I, 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 so I played some of the newer ones. But this game was – it was the, the – it sounds like it was the first MMO at this point. So the game at its that peak was not had an 150- MMO. What? Well, oh, Never... it's like a. Uh, uh, how is it not an MMO? Get this. Get,
0: get this game off your list. Neverwinter Nights. Why? Is, it's not an MMO.
2: Why? Why? Did, wait. Why does that have to move my list?
0: Wait. Neverwinter Nights did not even yes. come out until like There's the year two thousand. There's two
2: different thousands. versions. Two different you versions. Jackass. What? There was a Dungeons and Dragons like it's like a uh, what do you call it? A uh, subsidiary of, of Dungeons and Dragons that came out there in the early '90s. It was like this big MMO that was that was incredibly popular.
0: I didn't know about that. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So go fucking kill yourself. <laughs> Remove you from my friends list. Damn! I never heard about um, this. Okay. So this game was it was massive. So it was it was a computer game. Uh, it was it run through AOL early on. It got pretty good reception towards the end of its run, which is like the late '90s. It had over a hundred thousand people. It wow. was just this. Early 90s, like, just imagine what you'd imagine MMO to look like during the early 90s. It was the startup for a lot of different things. They tested and ran through a lot of different uh, mechanics that they wanted to try. And it, it was just great. It was really popular at the time, too. I knew a lot of people that were playing it when it first came out, because obviously there wasn't shit all to play that was like this. So that's just, yeah, it's freaking crazy how big this was. Wow. I did. I knew it was big, but I didn't know it was this big. I'm, like, reading through this, I'm like, holy shit.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I shit on you.
2: It's okay. Just, you have to play Berlin Wall from start to finish. <laughs> Probably like a 40-minute game, but... Do it, no balls. <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on, pussy. My,
0: my number nine is Battletoads. Oh, man. Uh, as so, Blake
1: can
2: contest, what? What do you want to do if, if we also have that on our list? Just go. Just keep
1: just... it. Just keep it. Kay. Yeah, just talk about it when you get to it. Okay. Stop being such a little bitch about that all the time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Whoa. What the hell?
0: I got to side with Blake on this
1: one. I'm sorry.
2: Of course you do. I don't doubt that at all.
1: You are always throwing bitch fits like, well,
2: God, geez, that was my number seven game. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, not, it's not a bitch fit. I was just saying, should we just like jump Well, off no, together?
1: but no, you normally do, though. That's the problem. Well.
2: That's because you, you and I always pick the same games, though, and you usually go before me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of frustrating. Well, that's what you get for not having your list ready. That's because you were like, oh, hold on. Let me,
0: for me for me let me see. Let me pull up a we'll
1: game. Let me pe- do this real quick. Oh, my God. I uh, so totally forgot. Hey,
0: listen,
2: Blake's usually like, oh, I have 40,000. Right. My 000. number
1: I like, eight, I will talk about Battletoads more when I get around to it. My number eight is Super Ghoul.
3: <laughs> you don't even let like Robert talk about it. Very-
1: I thought I wanted to Robert to be about. like, "Well, I'm sure Blake has plenty to say about this." So I was just like, "All right, I'll talk about well, it." All right, let
0: me just let me just give my 2-second version then. All
1: right, all right, then do two it. Uh, way One. too hard, two, but two. it did a lot of
2: really right, cool stuff. But it, it did two. a lot of really <laughs> cool stuff. Get shit on Robert. I did. Damn. My number
1: eight. I already said it. To keep with the super hard games train, we're going to go with Super goals and Ghosts.
2: Oh, you're not uh, even okay. going to talk
0: about Battletoads.
2: Not yet.
1: Not yet, I said, if you knew how to fucking listen.
2: There's a lot of, You got a lot of testosterone tonight, Blake. I think it's the alcohol. I, You
1: know what? I need to have some more fireball. That's what the
2: I don't is, think you... Right? Can we shut him off? Can we cut him off, from?
1: <laughs> I can't do it from... I'm in
2: Good Alabama. Luck. Good luck.
1: Right, I'm going to guzzle it. Ghosts Ghosts. Uh, it is a very difficult game, just like Battletoads. And... Yeah. Do
2: you remember watching it on Nick Arcade back in the day?
1: I don't remember much about Nick in the old days. I remember a few of the dumb shows. I was I watched it but I hated Nick, honestly.
2: They used to do Nick Arcade and like a lot of times people would play uh, Super Ghost and whatever the fuck it's called and just get destroyed. Yeah. They would yeah. make it like 15 seconds in and just get destroyed. That
1: game <laughs> brutal as hell. The art design is really cool. Uh, the if you if you're into difficulty, it's a really fun game. It's also got like um the, like when you get hit you lose your armor and you get knocked down to your skivvies. You're running around in your boxers, throwing lances at people. Yeah, it's a pretty great concept of a game.
0: You got to give us some credit for that. I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
2: All
0: right, uh, Jay number eight.
2: My number eight is, is Blake what Blake just said. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah, I mean, it's very punishing <laughs> game. It's very, but what's great about it though? It's very rewarding when you make. It's just you feel like a god and i don't know it, it, it's just a great game and it was, it was very fun at the time and i just remember watching a lot of people get very frustrated to the point of throwing objects or getting on the verge of throwing objects and it's just early days of rage man
0: that game was a hard ass game and it wasn't like battle toads where it's like you just get to this one level where it's impossible it's like this game, game is fucking hard the whole it's time. It's every
1: part of just about every level. And yeah. it do- yeah. It actually does get harder as you go on, but a lot of the stages are just giant middle fingers to you. Yeah. My number eight is Super Castlevania Four. I thought you were going to say Super Goals and goals. <laughs> <laughs> No,
2: That'd be awesome.
0: I'm going with Super Castlevania Four. I didn't actually play this a whole lot. I mostly played it at friends' houses, I think, and like, I rented it. it a few times, but uh, it's, I mean you probably pretty much everybody probably knows at least somewhat about super Castlevania 4. really, really solid super Castlevania game and really cool, like bad guys and stuff like that. And it's got really kick-ass box art. Number seven.
2: Lexon.
1: Number seven. uh, coming in hot is a little game that a lot of people are not (laughs) going to know whatsoever. It was a Genesis title by the name of jewel master
3: this is a game
1: where you uh it's like a platforming action game and what you do is you wear different rings and each of these rings gives you it like controls a different element or a different aspect of video game existence uh so there's like a wind ring there's a fire ring etc and i think there are different (laughs) levels of rings and so you've got uh i think you can equip four rings on each finger yeah, yeah, fuck you Look yeah, at the boy. fucking icon.
2: Look at, Look
1: that,
0: at
2: that icon, that. Robert. I oh, <laughs> like that image. man. Holy shit. Oh, man. I remember that. I
0: remember that box art.
1: Game was good. cool. All right, the game probably wasn't that good, but it was cool because <laughs> like you'd go good. around, you'd explore, you'd find different rings. Like you wouldn't just get them from completing stages, but you'd get some of them from that. So you'd explore, you'd find different rings, you'd find different levels of rings that you already had. You'd find you, like you start off with a fire ring, and then you'd find a level uh, level two fire ring, and you're like, holy shit, I can make even bigger fireballs now. And it was really cool because if you combine the different rings together. What happens is you get different kinds of effects. I don't remember I'm reading the specific that here.
2: effects. Uh, Demon you... Panther, Phoenix. Oh, no, these are the bosses. I'm these sorry. These are the
1: bosses, yeah. I was about to say. That sounds like the boss list. Yeah. yeah no, it
2: so, doesn't um, say combinations.
1: Um, you get all sorts of different rings that you get to combine in different ways. And the stronger the rings, the stronger damage you get to deal in all this. And it is a, a ton of fun to me just combining those different things. That kind of variety and choice that you huh.
2: get graphics aren't bad either.
1: Yeah, it looks alright.
2: Looks alright. Not bad. Oh, this is cool. This desert fucking level looks awesome.
1: Yeah, the desert is the second level, I think, where you fight the phoenix.
2: Oh, that would make sense, yeah.
1: Alright. Jake?
2: <laughs> Battletoads! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as, the, as we haven't talked about enough, uh, similar to Super Ghouls, fucking just really frustrating... Very aggravating, but again, very rewarding. I, Blake, uh, still to this day, I've never gotten past the um, wh- which level were we watching him do, Robert? The one. Uh, I'm trying to think. The what level were we watching
1: level Turbo Tunnel.
2: It's the Turbo Tunnel. It's the, the
0: main one tunnel. that I watched was no, no. I think I don't. I think it was the Snake one.
2: Yeah, it was the Snake one. Yep, yep, yep. yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I've never gotten past that. Like, it's funny. I thought I, I thought I had gotten a lot from this game until I. Watched play it and realized that I had not gotten far at all.
1: <laughs> Turbo Tunnel feels like it's really far.
2: But it's the, like, I go on oh like
1: eight more stages and you're like, what the fuck?
2: I googled, I googled Battletoads and this is what came up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Bro, fist, what you fist. can't see
1: right now is a guy putting his fist through.
2: His monitor. And it just says that the title of it is, from what I remember of playing, this, of playing the Turbo Tunnel. In Battletones. That's pretty solid.
0: Except the kid's on a laptop. That's an excellent That's an
2: emulator.
0: All right. Um, is it on to me? Yep. Blake, are you still here? It sounded like you cut off for a second. I'm here. Okay, okay. All right, number what is this? Number seven? Six. Ten, seven. Seven for Six. me. Or seven for
2: you, yeah. I'm on oh, here. yeah, yeah, sorry.
0: Mine is, I'm going to go with a game called Goblins. This it's spelled goblins g o b l i i i n s, and this is sort of like a point and click game. It's kind of like a cross between a point and click adventure game and a puzzle game. You have these little areas where you control three goblins. That's why there's three eyes in the title of the game. You control these three little goblin characters, and you come across you you you'll be in like a level. And you gotta basically figure out how to get through the end of the level. And it's like a puzzle thing. You use one goblin, he's gotta go over here and like pull this lever or do this thing while the other goblin goes over some other place and does something else. Kinda you, you kinda get the point. And you control all three of them, and you're just using them to get through the levels and, and figure out these little puzzles like that. It was a really cool game. I actually own it. I bought it a few months ago on GOG, and I'm planning on playing it sometime in the Probably not near future, but hopefully like in the next year or so. Because I'm really interested to go back and see if it's as good as I remember it. But I remember having a whole lot of fun with this game. It was kind of unique in certain ways. In that it kind of blended the adventure and puzzle game genres. And it was, uh, it was lots of fun. At least at the time. Number six.
2: Blexon i'll just go <clears throat> since it's not here so robert shout outs to you okay Super oh, sorry. oh sorry
1: i nope, was nope. uh i w- had it muted still i was yelling at my cat a second ago you were mass- <laughs> <I> was a mass- <laughs> i finished my food actually. uh number six a blake my number six is mega man four which should have been at four but i guess ah,
2: come on mean, the, the well, let's just cover this up to- do it again <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyway, Mega Man 4. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan as some of the later Mega Man original series titles. I really love 2. Yeah, Metal Man is dumb because he beats everything in the game, but I don't care. Mega Man 4 still does some good stuff, has some okay boss fights, got some good music. It's a very good game overall. It's not bad by any means. All right. Jay, what you got?
2: Uh, So, numero 6, going to go with Tecmo Super Bowl. I uh, Played this game countless hours when when I came out for the regular Nintendo. I actually played it a lot with my dad and a lot of uh, a lot of my extended family. Um, football game, just a lot of fun. It was going back and playing it now. I've played in the last couple of years. It's very simplistic and it's kind of easy to trick the AI. But man, it was so fun back in the day. You Essentially, when you're playing, you pick a play. Your your um, players run the play. They're not really complicated usually. And then obviously you can pass, you can run, you can um, catch and and you know, it's, it's a football game, but it was just You just very described
0: literally every football game ever made.
2: How else do you describe it? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I well, don't the thing about like...
0: the Tecmo games were, like, if your opponent picks the correct, de- like, the exact oh, right yeah, defense,
2: it,
3: it, it
0: automat- you basically automatically yeah. get a sack or whatever. Down.
2: Yeah. I forgot about the... Uh...
0: But you know no, definitely yeah, those are solid games. Remember before. the
2: cutscenes? The cutscenes are freaking hilarious. I don't remember Look the cutscenes. The cutscenes are like it just real fucking corny shit and just really fucking odd stuff. It's just <laughs> it's Yeah, I could I
0: just. okay, yeah, yeah, I do remember the <laughs> Okay.
2: Oh yeah, and then remember your players could get injured if you're playing in a season and you and those players couldn't be used. Yep. Oh man, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, it I a, like that yeah. the ref in the background is just he, it doesn't even look like he's making a call. It just like looks like he's going,
2: Holy shit, <laughs> David's made a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. That was a fun game, man. I love I, I, I still love this game
0: a lot. Yeah, this one didn't this one isn't on my list, but yeah, that was a super solid game. Alright, is it to me now? Yep. Number six is another world. This was the, oh man,
2: I was looking at this. Yeah,
0: this was the precursor to the flash, to the flashback to flashback, and I played this not too long ago on the podcast, maybe maybe closer to the beginning of the year actually, and the it was not a fantastic game, but it was a very unique game for the time. They did a lot of new stuff with this game, kind of the way the story we, the story was told basically purely through visuals the graphics were really interesting the way the way you kind of have to just go google the game and look at it to see what i mean at the time the the graphics were really interesting and the animation was really really cool and it was one of these games where it's kind of like a cross between a platformer and a puzzle game where it's one of those where you have to you encounter a situation and you have to basically do like the exact right, its a, it's got platformer mechanics, but you have to dodge things and jump through things and do this, all this stuff just exactly the right way in order, to, in order to get past every level of every stage. So that can be frustrating at times, but it's also interesting because you actually have to think about stuff and just instead of just having like perfect twitch reflexes, it's more about planning out, all right, I'm going to have to do this and like run away and jump on this vine and then swing backwards just in time and do this kind of stuff.
1: Just what check does out. Did you say about me that when I heard you say Vine, I thought of the videos thing? I the same thing, unfortunately. I don't know what it says. It's okay, though. But
2: anyway, yeah, it, you I don't know if rich, it is huh? okay, actually. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it, not a fantastic game, but but a, but a really, it did a lot of new and interesting things. Number, new and interesting. New and interesting. We're on a number five
1: now. We're on the bottom Okay, path. you just stopped talking. I thought you were going to have a little bit more. No, that's all I got. All right. you uh... <laughs> just stopped. I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> my number five, and you guys aren't going to believe this, it's Battletoads. Oh! oh, my god! Hey, we finally got around to it. All right, so Battletoads <laughs> is great for some reason. Uh, it's also horrible for some. It's actually a really cool game with the variety of gameplay it gives you. You've got all sorts of different. Like you ride a bike at one point. You're going down a tree at one point in some something of an auto scroller. Uh, at another point, you're riding a tiny ass jet, uh, jet that you're piloting around electric currents. <laughs> another point, you're chasing after a fucking rat. The game is all over the place. And uh, aside from the absurd, annoying, over the top difficulty, it's actually a really fun game.
2: This is one of my most rented games of all time, by the way.
1: I <laughs> don't blame you at all.
2: Oh, I never uh, beat it either. I told no, you how far no, that's I the got.
1: Thing. No, I don't think I've ever been past Turbo
0: Tunnel. I never did. I never beat that level. You will until you until, until you beat recently. It. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Until I played through a recent.
0: Yeah, you pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. Just. It's, it gets a few knocks for being impossibly difficult it
1: gets a lot of knocks for it <laughs> yeah. of that for the extreme difficulty for the incredible bend the play o- player over uh, approach em. to game design that it takes but if it weren't for that stuff it would be a lot better
0: yeah it does some really cool stuff and and just kind of a very very brief recap for anybody who hasn't listened to our battle episode You should go back and find it. I'll try to figure out which one it is. But the thing about it is you get to Turbo Tunnel and everybody's like, yeah, that's the level that killed me. I never got past it. It only Mm. gets progressively worse from then on.
1: (laughs) It really does. Believe it or not.
0: And that was what surprised me so much when you played it and you were telling us about it. And like I was watching you stream it and stuff. I was like, wait a minute. That wasn't just like a single level like fluke thing. Like the designers (laughs) were actually sadists. all right next up is up? uh jay what you got
2: Number five streets of rage for sega genesis It's a side scroller beat up uh there's a little bit of interaction with the uh what do you call it like the objects what do you call it the sorry i'm getting pretty out of it now um pipes what, what um objects like what the buildings you know? there was like the there was okay. like the you could like destroy some of the background to find items for healing. There's weapons on the ground you can pick up and beat people with. There are some simple combos you can do to pick people up and chuck them and beat them up. And it's just it's just a fun game. It's just a button masher for the most part. There's some simple combos you can do, and it's just it's just a real simple game that that's easy to throw in and play with pretty much anybody.
0: Yeah, it was a really fun game at the time. It's one of those I'm with yeah. Blake, Like, it's really tough to go back and. And have a whole lot of fun with that game, but
2: dude, the sound effects for oh the time, God. Sega Genesis sound effects, holy shit! What
0: well, were they good or were they good or bad?
2: They're awful. This game had like get awful weird sound in
1: up. most games. A few games get the sound design really right on
2: Genesis. But yeah, not Sonic enough. the Hedgehog was really good. The About one of the other games on my list, it has like very comparable sound issues to Streets of Rage. Hmm. It's almost the same. I feel like
0: I just went back and checked. And we talked about, oh shit, we talked about Battletoads on Episodes 17, 18, and 19. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? So, if anybody's interested, that, uh, you want to go back and listen to those, it is worth it. And as a bonus, on 19, you get to listen to me rage about King's Quest Five as well. Oof. Okay, number five for me is Legend of the Mystical Ninja.
2: I was gonna. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: I. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bet. I'm gonna say I have a feel. I I think this is probably gonna be up somewhere on Blake's list. But
1: uh, uh would you like me to answer that? Sure. It's not actually. This is a okay. uh, legendary, legend of the mystical ninja Goemon. Yes. Like right, yeah,
2: yeah. No. No. It's not I... called Goemon. It's not called This one. That was a '64 one. It's I thought it was
1: in both ver- No, no, I think you're right. He yeah, yeah, is yeah, the I main character it, in this one. And I I think I rented it once and I couldn't get into it.
2: I had, the 64 one I really liked.
0: I never played the 64 one. I only played this one. This was Super Nintendo, the one that came out in 1991. And it's sort of, it's really interesting. It's It kind of goes back and forth between being a uh, sort of like just a straight up 2D platformer action game. And then it's got some segments that are more kind of like kind of like beat em up like Streets of Rage where there's sort of like a three dimension feel where you can you know kind of go to the background to the move between the background and foreground as you're progressing through the stage and it's also got RPG elements on top of that it's also got little mini games here and there when you go and visit towns and stuff i remember one where it's like i don't remember exactly what it was but it was like see how much see how long you can paint on this canvas without uh, unless I'm just totally mangling my memory, oh, almost right sounds now.
2: like Warrior World.
0: I I, I may be wrong about this. I may be mixing up two games, but I'm pretty sure this was the one that had this one mini game where it's like you have a paintbrush and like the paint starts going. It's basically like the game Snake, you know, like the, like you used to have on your like okay. on cell phones. And it's like you keep going until you can't paint anymore or until like you crash into something that you've already painted, and then you get like a reward based on how much paint you got on the can- on the canvas. This game was. They just sort of... There was nothing like new or inventive about it. It was just they really nailed down the, the the whole look and feel of the game. Of the action elements of the controls. Mostly, it was really fun to play multiplayer. And I only played... I never owned this game. I only played it at my friend's house. Every once in a while, we would rent this game. But every time we did, we had so much fun playing Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Just because it was... Again, nothing new about the design of the game, but they just kind of nailed everything.
2: Uh, and like I said, I played the later ones, so I'm kind of curious what it was like. They're really weird. Like, <clears throat> there's this in the later ones, so N64 ones. It is so Asian. It's so weird. Like, yeah, you it's go a from very playing...
1: Japanese game, which I think as a kid is part of the reason I couldn't get in. It, like, even even the Super Nintendo one is, by the way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's goal. all really Japanese setting and all that.
2: You play as Gome in the in the 64, but you can also switch to this weird-looking dude. And then if you ever get lost, you can go to, like, the town Psychic. And it's this floating, like, Buddhist god. And he comes, like, rolling at the screen. He starts off, like, really small and gets really big. And it goes, like, Kudabra, <laughs> And then he, like, floats in front of you. And he says, like, this really weird shit to you. And then he's like, by the way, just go here and do this. <laughs> it, it is the weirdest awesome. fucking game. Like, yeah. I don't know. That game's nuts.
0: Cool. All right, on to number four. Number four. We're getting into the meat, <sighs> the meat and bones. Yeah,
1: the meat. Mm, I love meat. Give me your meat. Oh, Rob. dude, who doesn't
0: love meat? My Whoa. number four. What's your favorite is kind of meat? It's
1: a game that I have talked about on the podcast before. As a matter of fact, a little game by the name of Arcus Odyssey. A top-down Gauntlet-esque game with uh, a, quote, story, <laughs> if you want to call it that. This was for Sega Genesis? Cool stuff. Yeah, this was for Sega Genesis. Uh, came out in 1991. Kappa. Oh, I see what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> Good one. Sorry, I took me yeah. I'm making fun. Of, I'm poking fun at Rob with that. Uh, came out in 91. <laughs> Argus Odyssey. Top-down Gauntlet kind of game where you're walking around, you're killing hordes of minions. And what's really cool about this game is that there are spells that you get to cast depending on what power-ups you collect during a stage. You get items uh, from treasure chests and things like that that you get to use uh, to, like, wipe out a screen of enemies, make yourself invulnerable for a little bit. You power up your attack as you go along. Really, really cool gauntlet uh, gauntlet kind of game. I think... I mean, we've got the term roguelike. Is gauntlet-like a term? Should
2: that I don't be a sh- I think it. Oh, gauntlet? Yeah, I think that's...
1: I think that's a fair <laughs> term. The only thing
0: is... They don't really make them anymore.
1: We, yeah, we don't see any yeah. games like that anymore, except the new gauntlet that came out about four years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like those Big are the only kind games. of games. Yeah, it's a gauntlet-like, I'm going to call it that. We just made that That's up. That's
0: good. You heard? Yep. We, we Can we trademark that?
1: I already have.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Good. Yeah. Good job. Thanks.
1: Well done. I'm a hard worker. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you are. You get a raise. Thanks. Jay, I'm holding you to that. So, uh, <laughs> number four, this is uh, this game was talking about that has similar sound issues. Road Rash. For
1: oh shit!
2: Yeah. So the sound effects in this game are pretty funny at times, like the the screaming. So Road Rash is this game where you a motorcycle racer, except. When you're racing, you can kick people and punch people to knock them off their motorcycles. Um, there's also oncoming traffic, so you, if you get hit by a car or if a
0: cow crosses the road, at the then you fly time, a million yeah, feet. <laughs> you
2: fly to Africa <laughs> and you have to run back to your bike and then get back oh, on it. And, man. Oh my god, this game is the, this game is a blast. I played so many times. And later on, the, your opponents get like ch- uh, freaking chains to beat you with, and like oh yeah, yeah there's yeah. cops too. The cops come after you for speeding. And they oh, are there? And I don't remember the cops. Yeah, the cops will hit you with their billy clubs, and it's just its just a great game. And they're screaming, the game, the sound effects are just atrocious, and it's just all around just a blast of a game. And you get to, like,
0: when, like when you win races, you get money to, like, buy faster motorcycles, too. Yeah. That game was so much fun when it came out.
1: Uh, I was so You excited, know what? But... Uh, here's a gaming admission for me. I was never in a road rash. I don't care about Oh, I'm man. Kidding. Oh, what's up? Yeah. Hey. What's up, Robby's so <laughs> not man? Sup up with you, bitch? This would, this
0: would have to be my number 11, I would say.
1: Road Rash? Y- yeah.
0: yeah. Again, it's one of those where if you play it now, you're not going to have that much fun with it. But at the time, it no. was so cool.
2: This would be a cool phone game if they made it. I think it would be something. I don't like know about that. That would be a pretty cool time waster. I Dude, think that could imagine be cool.
0: trying to play that on a fucking touch screen.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Touchscreens suck. All right, my number four is Lemmings. <laughs>
2: I love uh, how, like, nonchalant. He said that. you like, all right, it's done. <laughs> what a- come at me, bro. What
0: a- <laughs> Uh, Again, this one is... So, my whole list, I'm sort of balancing... I'm trying to find a balance between games that just, like, executed really well or that... And also games that tried to do new and interesting things. Lemmings definitely was not like any other game that came out at the time it was really interesting i'm sure you're probably familiar with the game or at least the concept if you're not basically there are like a 100 little fucking dudes just walking mindlessly and they're try- and they start off at one point and then they have an endpoint to get to and you have to like dig or make steps or have them do little jobs along the way or you can like set up one lemming to like be a guy who like stops traffic pretty much, and he'll like put his arms out. Huh. And when lemming, when other lemmings it's walk, like Pikmin. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I haven't played Pikmin, but when other lemmings get oh, to right. him, then they'll like turn around and walk the other way.
3: And, I don't know
1: that I. T- well, from that's from that's what, that's what I know of Pikmin, I don't know that that feels too similar. I'm looking it. at
2: pictures of it. It looks interesting.
1: Well, it's uh, I guess it's kind of like a 2D Pikmin, except in Pikmin you don't like sacrifice a guy to stop everybody. Else.
2: That's true. You do sacrifice people to monsters, though.
1: Yes, you sacrifice them to monsters. It's uh, Pikmin is like a very further developed Lemming. Gotcha. you.
0: Much farther on down. Without, the yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Like with with a uh, much smaller emphasis on. Hey, I can give this guy a parachute. And yeah, yeah.
3: Like
0: that. So I I definitely got like I had really some big frustrations with Lemmings playing it because there were some levels I would get to. And I just had no fucking clue where to even start trying to figure out how to get these guys like from, from point A to point B. And, and like, if, if you don't like typically either what happens is if you don't do it right, then they either all get stuck in one place or they all just like walk off a cliff and die. And so that was, that, that also was just kind of funny on its own. Like if you mess up, then they just like, you see just like 50 lemmings just like casually walk off a cliff and fall to their death.
1: It was really Shit, that's funny. Yeah, no,
0: it's really <laughs> funny. It is.
1: What well, you know? What that game reminds me of every time? Uh-huh. Krusty's Super Fun House. <laughs> oh man, Crusty! I'm gonna have to. Go...
0: I'm gonna have to look this up.
1: Man, I want to play have that. You never since... played
0: that? I'm. It sounds familiar, but I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, it's basically the same game. You play as Crusty the Clown, uh-huh. and you have to make puzzles, sort of where you lead a, a bunch of rats over to the exit. Okay. and it. It's basically Lemmings, but with the Simpsons.
0: That's funny. So, okay. Yeah. So let me, it was a really interesting game. There was nothing like it at the time. And it was a fun game too. There, like I said, it, it got ridiculously hard at some points, at least for me at the time. I, maybe, maybe I was just too young to really, to really understand some of the, some of the levels, but, uh, yeah, I got to give it credit for not only being good, but for being totally unique. Yeah, that's fair. What we got for number three, guys? <coughs> number three. Can we get a drum roll? Right. Can you a... hear this? I'm hitting my Oh, microphone. I like
3: that. It, yeah.
0: like
2: you're off, but that's good enough. Okay. <laughs> well, I am. Oh, uh, too.
1: <laughs> My number three is Super Castlevania 4. Oh, dude, you stole mine from number eight. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Shut up, Jay. <Jade. laughs> oh, wait, that was Robert. Sorry. Kill yourself. <laughs> oh, I don't know where it called on. Ah, you loser. You couldn't even link an image correctly. What a lame what? ass you are. Look at I'm this too busy kid, talking about Super Castlevania. <laughs> Personally, I much prefer this game over 3. People are always bitching. Oh my god, it's so much easier than old Castlevania. Castlevania 3 was hard in a bad way. Uh, similar to Battletoads. Hard in a bad way. Hard in a very bad way. Uh, Castlevania 4, great art. Really cool enemy, enemy design. M&E's. On the easier side, but it's still not an easy game, I wouldn't say. Uh, it's a fucking work of art for the super nintendo wait game. so
0: so how hard is this because i my memory of this even though it was on my list is very vague
1: how hard is it compared to like battletoads for instance depends on the state to uh compare to battletoads uh easier for the most part later in the game there is one stage where there are just instant death traps all around you oh yeah and you have to navigate your way through those and that's when the game kicks it up to like bullshit difficulty after that stage it's from that stage on that the rest of the game is just like dude this is insane i don't care that i can whip in eight directions i've got spikes dropping on my head how is that whip supposed to save me
0: so let me ask you this then i was thinking about buying this at some point would you recommend would you recommend it for a purchase uh, would you Catalan recommend before? yeah
1: CV. Oh, absolutely. Okay, yes. Okay. 100%. So it's not so it's
0: not so hard that you would. It's not like Battletoads where you say like maybe don't even. No.
1: Yeah. You will probably be able to make it through this eventually. Okay. Not to mention that there is a password system. You're not limited by continues. Okay. That's compared good. to, uh, to uh, compared to Battletoads. Okay. So okay. it's just from that change alone, it's much easier. All right.
0: That's good to know.
1: Infinite continues and passwords kind of help a lot.
0: Okay, Jay, number
2: three. Did you guys know there were four Ninja Turtle titles in 1991? I, I didn't realize that. I
0: knew there that were... I'm not, I mean, I'm not surprised. Ones. That
2: was the hot IP back then. I yeah. knew there were so, three. I'm looking at I'm looking at them right now. But uh, So my number three is Ninja Turtles, Turtles, and Time. Nice. Nintendo. Yeah, this, yeah, this, I, was waiting I love these one. ones, man. So obviously the first two were fantastic. The second one for regular NES was so much fun. This game was just... A Super Nintendo version of it, just a super version of it, more mechanics to it, cleaner graphics, uh, better music, overall just a much cleaner game. This game, if I'm not incorrect, had like a really good reception, correctly. Like, oh,
0: like, yeah, everybody loved this okay. game.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, I love this guy. I've played this game countless, countless hours. I still played the second one more, but this game was still really, really good.
0: Yeah, I remember when uh, one of my friends got his Super Nintendo, it was his birthday. And I was over at his, it was like, it wasn't at his birthday party, but it was on his actual birthday and I was one of his close friends. So it was just like me and my family and, uh, over at his house and his mom got him. He didn't have a super Nintendo and his mom got him that game. And she was like, and he was like, Oh, this is for super Nintendo. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I guess you can't play it. But then the surprise was that she actually got him a super Nintendo also. Oh,
2: dude, Oh, That's like a toy story mama right there. Yeah. One last gift. Oh man. One
0: that point. was, that was such a good game.
2: Oh, yeah. I, lo- I, I was like I was just watching videos of it again. It's friggin'
0: so funny. Okay, my number three. I know everybody knew that this was going to be on my list somewhere. You probably expected it to be a little wow, bit higher up. I did, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was only number three. That's what I was, I was just saying. I bet you probably thought it was going to be higher. That is yeah. Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge. Yep, Uh, I I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. If you've been listening to the podcast at all, you knew this was coming. Monkey Island's my favorite series ever. My favorite game ever is Monkey Island 1. I love Monkey Island 2. This game, to me, is just absolutely fantastic. However, I do have to... The the reason it's not a little bit higher is because it does have some definite problems. Some of the puzzles are just absolutely ridiculous. Well... Some of the puzzles are ridiculous. I won't say absolutely ridiculous. I'll give it a little bit of leeway for that. It's not like Sierra ridiculous or anything like that. But some of the puzzles are unreasonably hard to figure out. The game does drag on a little bit too long. But still, it's a Monkey Island game. It's really, really, really good. It just has some some flaws that you that you just really can't ignore. But, but I mean, I'm making it sound like... It's not as good as it is. This is a really good ass game.
2: Well done.
0: Can you believe I only talked about that for less than? 60 I, I'm seconds?
2: proud of you. I'm just, I, like I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, I'm very proud
0: of you. <laughs> okay. Do you guys? Wait, son. Do, is, does it, does <clears> anybody? <throat> does anybody else want to take the uh, take the spotlight for number two and one? Since I've been having the last say on all of these, and, and me go first. Let's
1: oh, um, switch it up. I, I, if we want, Jay, do you want to go last then?
2: Or... I don't care. I'll do whatever. Are, are you
1: happy with your two and one? Like super happy?
2: Uh, they're pretty, They're pretty. Uh, what do you call it? Cookie cutter. Minor like
1: minor cutter. two. I'm thinking, the... given that <laughs> we <laughs> haven't heard these two games yet. <laughs> I'm be pretty much yep. <laughs>
2: Actually, no, Robert, let's do
1: your number two.
0: All right. My number two, you can probably guess Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Oh, hey, wow. that's my number two as
1: yeah. well. Look at it go. All the <laughs>
0: Oh, man.
1: What doesn't this game do right? right. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, It's not George Mask. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up. Get off of the podcast. Uh, I'm still waiting for that question to be answered. Damn, ah! Ah! <laughs>
0: ah! Gotcha. dude. That was,
1: that was pretty Things intense. Things the past, my favorite Zelda game, far superior to Ocarina of Time. It doesn't do this emphasis on uh, uh, combat or story, nothing silly like that, because that's not Nintendo's forte. Get that shit out of here. It just has this giant, expansive world that you can go and explore. You get all these cool tools to dig around, find new places to explore, find your way into a cave where you get an ice rod and go around Butterfly, find a new uh, butterfly nest under a rock right next to your house. It's just uh it's the land of opportunity. Link to the past is literally America.
2: <laughs> it's, a f- it's a fantastic game man
1: It's an amazing I, game
2: yeah yeah there's not much more you can say It's just so fun. it's so fun. If you have not played this game, it is easily still worth playing today. like there's no oh, yeah.
0: yeah. this is one of those like blow your mind fun games like. Nobody, there's nobody that doesn't, that has played this game that doesn't like
2: it. This is another one of those games too where if you didn't know where to go, it was really fun to talk about it at school or with your friends and, you know, talk about how far you've gotten yeah, yeah. And, uh, You get constantly stuck and you have to figure out these puzzles and it's just, it's just another one of those games where you, you struggled your way through, but it was so fun when you got through I it. actually
1: had to beat Ganon for a friend of mine.
2: Wow. Did yeah. you beat him up afterwards?
1: No, no. I, d- I. Because if I beat him up, then he wouldn't have basked in the greatness that was me. He wouldn't have worshipped me. So. That is true. <laughs> Maybe Wait, he would have, have worshipped now? you I was playing the long con there. Okay. I see, I see. That's good. Good call. Yeah. 25 years later. <laughs> All right. So that was everybody's number two. Yep. yep. Uh, well, we haven't heard of number one, so I'm oh, just going to say Jesus. my number one. Final Fantasy 4. Oh,
2: thank God. I didn't pick it. All right, good. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, wow.
1: Robert? Uh, we no. did have different number one. I, I so wanted good.
2: Blake to talk about it. I wanted Blake to talk about it. So, All right.
1: Final Fantasy 4 is uh, Final Fantasy 2 to us Americans. I actually talked about the actual Final Fantasy 2 earlier today. And what a mess of a game that was. Final Fantasy 4 was a great second entry into the series for the Western audience. Uh, great storytelling. Uh, The gameplay is not bad, the changing party members, especially when you're younger, keeps the game extremely fresh, (laughs) keeps you on your toes, keeps you wondering what's going to happen next, and as a kid you don't really know who the hell your last party is going to be, who you're going to be taking into the final dungeon, Uh, and then as the plot continues to unfold, all of these things building up on each other, all of these new developments for each of the characters that you have on your team, um, it really tells an incredible story. Uh, that's very very impressive for a game of that time
2: how many times have they remade this they made it for game, holy game boy holy shit uh they half made a it dozen for... i want to yeah.
1: say i mean there was the and... final fantasy 4 original release there was actually a couple different versions of the original release there was the hard mode and the easy mode it released in japan and then there was the gba release the gba yep. release uh then the phone release well, even actually before the gba release there was a playstation release the Oracle, oh that's uh, right the chronicles release yeah then after that one, there was the GBA. After GBA, I believe it got remade for the DS. The DS version. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Then got ported over to mobile, and the mobile version got ported over to Steam.
2: Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's gotten around a lot. A little slut. <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> <it>. Little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Great game. I, I I was hoping it was your number one, so you could talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do justice of it
0: so is that yours jay nope no okay um blake so do we have a are we gonna have a date discrepancy here or is this or is there one game that i'm gonna be very surprised that did not make it on your list
1: um i mean i don't think i saw it when i looked at um when i looked at the thing on wikipedia okay all right i may have missed it all right well i'll go i'll let jay go last unless you want
0: to go first before me jay okay all right mine is street fighter 2 Oh man, I was
2: I was waiting for that.
1: Was did I just miss that on there? I
0: think you must have
2: missed it. Yeah, yeah. My roommate even said that too. I was talking about it. Oh roommate.
1: well. So it wasn't
2: Street. Oh, well. It wasn't
0: Super oh, Street man. Fighter Two or Street Fighter Two Turbo or anything. It was Street Fighter Two: The World Warrior, which is the original Street Fighter Two, just vanilla, pretty much. Uh, purely for arcade. This wasn't the Super Nintendo release or anything like that. Uh. Don't really need to say much about Street Fighter 2. This this game revolutionized the fighting game genre. It was like the first great fighting game. It literally game.
1: created the fighting game genre as we know it. Yeah, now. yeah, it did. It, the genre as we know it now would not exist without Street Fighter 2. Yep. That's, that's, There's, it's literally the truth for yeah. anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game created the idea of having tournaments at the time. And one of the very first tournaments for the game, someone brought in a Guile with an exploit where you could do—I think it was an infinite combo with him.
0: No, I think it was just uh, like a combo well, no, in it general.
1: Was the fact that you could combo, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the fact that you could combo from one of his abilities into another, and people were like, well, "This guy's exploiting. We that how are we supposed to allow that kind of?" thing? <laughs> yeah,
0: and then that that like yeah, so combos weren't even intentionally in the game, and so people like like that guy discovered the one with guile and then people were like wait a minute you can do combos where like you can get a few hits and if you time them you know exactly fucking right then the other guy can't get a hit off in between and once again like you said that that invented the idea of having combos in fighting games so yeah yeah. it was just so much fun it was so much fun to play with your friends and the characters were all very unique to each other and interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Blake,
1: um, w-
0: does this go on your list retroactively then?
1: Oh, uh, God, yeah, probably. But I wouldn't be able to figure out where. Because you're, you're a pretty big fighting game guy. I like fighting games a lot. I'm really, really bad at them. Uh, but, yeah, like know. I said, the way that this game has influenced the fighting game genre, like it has to be on a list. It really does. Yeah um
2: yeah
3: yeah
2: <laughs> i was wondering where you're going I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. i was like well uh, that pretty much sums it up i guess so i'll just stop there all cool. right uh jay
2: my number one is something we haven't talked about yet and i'm amazed i, I think uh, first of all
0: world. oh sorry go ahead sorry, sorry? super no, mario no. world
1: was 91
0: no that was yeah. not. I've... No, Am I I'm I pretty wrong? I have
2: sh- a backup, so uh,
1: yeah, I think you might need to use your backup.
0: I'm pretty sure you're no, wrong like, about that. That
1: definitely would have made it onto my list. Yeah,
0: mine too.
2: Hold on, let me pull it up. Super World 91, NA August 13th, 1991.
1: Have, like a, a link.
2: Yeah, it's Wikipedia. Am I crazy? Or...
1: August nineteenth releases uh yeah, Mario no... World and F Zero along with the entertainment system. I like okay, so I'm thinking that Rob you probably use the same list that I did where it just lists all of the video games. Yeah, yeah. Not the um not like ninety one in video games. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah category,
1: f- nineteen ninety one video games. Let me see if it lists it on here.
0: It says uh yeah, North no, North America release was ninety one. J- Japanese release was 1990
2: 1990 did we talk about this last year we did yeah I'm
0: wondering about that now That's what I, was just, uh, yeah, I would
2: assume so if it was 1990 yeah
1: me... yeah so it's not on the 1991 video games list that I linked up there so I, okay. like it's so weird the way that uh because I mean I know that last year we found a few games on the list for 1990 where it was like, well, it was released in Japan in 1990. Yeah, it I remember we had some in America in 91, and there were some others where it was like the other way around, where it was released in Japan in 1989, but it was released in America in 90, and we were like, fuck it. One, I, what, we'll just wing it, and whatever we can figure out at the time
2: work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, my backup is the Simpsons arcade game. Ah. Which came out in 91. Uh, I was actually surprised this wasn't on anybody's list or talked about yet. Um this was a... I didn't like the
1: Simpsons games, really.
2: Really? Even this yeah. one? I, oh, from man. what
1: I remember of them, yeah. Wait, this game was, wait yours is which one?
0: Play... Yours is which one? I'm sorry. The Simpsons. Simpsons. Uh... game? Oh, man. Or yeah, the, that, was uh, a good, that was a good... That was a really good game, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. So this is a up-to-four player uh, side-scroller. Sort of beat em up with the Simpsons characters, obviously. Uh, you could play as... Who could you play as? Uh... Did everybody? Okay, you could play as Maggie as well. So it's all five of Oh, the I didn't know that.
0: Characters. I thought it was just uh, yeah. Homer Bart, Lisa, Marge.
2: And you kind of just play through the Simpson City. You pick up objects you use them as weapons. This was a game that just gobbled, gobbled up quarters. I remember, I, I didn't play this too much at my house because I don't really know if it came out for any consoles. I'm trying to say, hold on. But uh, I played this a lot at the arcade. So arcade, Commodore 64, and computer, looks like later on. So yeah, I spent a lot of time um, playing this game at arcades anytime that it was available. Just so much. I'm fun surprised this,
0: this is a really really fun game. I'm su- I'm surprised it's so high on your list.
2: Uh, what do you mean? Sorry. Like
0: better, like higher than uh, Zelda, like Link to the Past.
2: Well, I, it was my backup. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. Okay. Way okay. to pay attention. Way to pay attention. No,
0: I remember. I remember. I remember now. I'm
2: just kidding. Do you see this? F- no, this game was still really really fun.
0: Yeah, it was it was tons of fun. <laughs>
2: do you remember, like, as you progress through the game, too, the mobs would get to a point where they hit so fucking hard just to make you waste quarters? Like, they would just destroy you? I don't think I ever got very far cough, into cough it. Cough, cough, every arcade game. <laughs> yeah, forever. right? Oh, and I don't think Maggie was a playable character because she got kidnapped at the beginning. Yeah, it's just the four main. Okay, yeah, characters. I think you're right. Margin, Homer. You
0: could do, like, yeah. little, like, uh, team-up attack things, too. You remember that?
2: Oh, yeah, do you remember at the end of Lovely head to blow up your head and whoever popped it first got
0: something? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it. Reminds me of it. Honorable mentions?
0: Oh gosh. They're gonna take forever. No, I, uh, I've got yeah. like a hundred. Um Do you really? I'll I'll give it I'll talk about a couple and then I'll just like run down a list. Um I was gonna say so like I said, Road Rash is a hard eleven. Uh, Golden Axe 2 is definitely a big one for me. That was one that I had a lot of fun with. I used to play it with my dad all the time, so I have really good memories with that one. Um, I'm just going to run down a list if you guys don't mind. I'll go as fast as I can. Th- this is, this is uh, best
1: to... I've got four, so how about I drop go ahead. my four? Go ahead. So ahead. Uh, Team NT, Turtles in Time. Uh, it's a beat-em-up, but it's the Turtles. It's widely regarded as a fantastic game. I don't remember it too much. Uh, especially nowadays, I just don't care about beat em ups, but I figure it's pretty good. Uh and Mac, side scrolling action game about two cavemen that go and beat up dinosaurs and aliens. Oh yeah, that's right. I really wanted to fit John Mac on there. Yeah, but that was like, a good one. It can't beat any of the it doesn't beat any of the titles that made it on there for me. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, too iconic to not include on the list, I feel like. But John Mac, you throw like you have a club and you go around and you jump on dinosaurs. You, Dinosaurs breathe fire at you, and then you throw fire back at them, or you throw the wheel at them (laughs) because, (laughs) (laughs) man, why the fuck not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Decap Attack, for a game that stands out in my memory as a kid, a Genesis title where you run around as a guy that's in a bunch of bandages, and you sometimes find your skull, and then you can throw your skull at enemies as an attack, and you also, like, mix potions together. It's probably not a great game, but it's one that stands out in my memory. (laughs) Uh, And then get another beat em up because, God forbid, the past wasn't filled with these things. Captain America and the Avengers. Makes it on the list just because you could play as every, all these different uh, Avengers characters, such as Vision. And a lot of them were stupidly powerful compared to the rest of the cast, like Vision. I remember, I believe it was stage two. All of a sudden, you guys are flying through the air. So it's like a side scroller instead of um, a beat em up. And all of a sudden, like, you get to learn just who's really goddamn good on the Avengers. <laughs> and vision can just shoot beams at everybody. And you're like, why the hell would I play anyone else? This is ridiculous. Yep. All Vision, all the time. Fun game, though.
0: All uh, right, I'm just going to go through this quick. Like I said, Road Rash, Golden X 2 for sure. My next one I was going to say was Joe and Mac. I was kind of sad that that one didn't end up on the list also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TMNT Turtles in Time, Super R Type, Toe Jam and Earl, Simpsons Arcade, Captain America and the Avengers, TMNT 2 Back from the Sewers, Streets of Rage, TMNT 3 The Manhattan Project, Bonk's Revenge, Jim Montana Football, John Madden Football, Bulls vs. Lakers in the NBA Playoffs, The Adventures of Willie Beamish, Sonic the Hedgehog, Police Quest 3, eh, Decap Attack, Sim Ant, D Force, and that's what I got. A lot of those DeForce. I looked at
2: as well. That's funny.
0: D-Force was a really good top-down, shoot-em-up helicopter game for Super Nintendo. We did it. We got through the list, our lists. Yes, we did. What do you think well, never mind. I'm, we're not even going to argue. I was going to say what do you I think? think no, i was going to say two, we have a lot of emails. We too, got a lot so. of emails. All right. Yeah. All right. So, we've got uh we've got number of emails this time. I'm going to start off with the emails that some that be, that people send in regarding their top 10s for 1991. So, we'll start with those. If I can find them. Okay, we got first off from chase the night cleaner oh hi chase he sent in he sent in a few pics of his own for his top 10 of 1990 or not top 10 but his top games of 1991 he, he sent us a top three hello robert j and blake what's shaking how did you enjoy your long weekends
2: Fantastic.
0: This was sent around like the 4th of July weekend. I don't you? really get long weekends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I work a lot. I don't remember how mine
0: was. It was too long ago.
1: Uh Yeah, I was... um. HTTQ uh, started right then. I was working that weekend. That's okay. all I remember.
0: I'm pretty excited about this week's top 3 slash 5. Wrong, it's top 10. Sorry, Chase. Thought I would focus on game releases in North America specifically as sometimes items got released a year earlier in Japan 1991 was a pretty sick year for gaming with the north american launch of the super nintendo i started with 5 items but chose to reduce to 3 for the sake of size chase the night cleaners top Eyes 3 <laughs> chase the night cleaners top 3 games from 1991 number 3 metroid 2 return of samus was this 1991 I
1: saw that as
2: well.
0: All right. This is a Game Boy game, by the way.
1: Yes, this was where Samus finds the last remaining Metroid.
0: Okay. He says this is one of the
1: less... I only know this because of the introduction of Super Metroid, by the way. I never played this Metroid 2 myself.
0: Okay. This is one of the less remembered Metroid games and one that I would love to see a full color slash update remake of. This is Samus exterminating all Metroids on Game Boy. Arguably one of the darkest introids... Introids? Arguably one of the darkest entries in the series, you return as Samus with one mission, go to the Metroid home planet and commit genocide. It was a serious improvement over the original NES game, had save slots, and would set the bar for its younger, prettier sister, Super Metroid. What Nintendo was able to produce for this game on the Game Boy should be celebrated as an accomplishment, and I was very happy to play it to completion. The sounds and music were solid solid for the Game Boy, Somehow the visuals were also very good, and the controls and mechanics were spot on. I keep waiting for that dude out in the internet to finish his remake of this using the Fusion Engine because that game looks amazing. Project AM2R, another Metroid
1: 2 remake. You read very slowly. Do I? Yep. Yeah. I felt like I was
0: going super fast.
1: No, you were not.
2: <laughs> I got super fast. Uh-huh.
1: You better fly super fast, okay?
0: I wish I would have known, I wish I had played or known known more about this game, because I think I would have liked it. Um, all right, number two, Final Fantasy Legend 2 for Game Boy. Most folks don't know this game. In Japan, it was Saga 2, but Square wanted to keep the hype for its popular Final Fantasy title going, so released its early North American games under those titles until well into the SNES age. That said, this game was great. You got to create your own party from a pretty diverse set of races, each with perks and flaws. Uh, honestly, m- uh, uh, honestly, much of this game borrowed from its original, Final Fantasy Legend or Saga 1, including music, sprite, sprite work, graphics, and mechanics. What this game did better was provide an engaging story to go along with the relative freedom of creating your own band of adventurers. I would argue that that this is the best Final Fantasy game you will find on the original Game Boy, and though the difficulty really scales near the end of the game, if you are interested in Square's library on the the, quote-original handheld, I would recommend this game for sure. If the graphics for the Game Boy are a bit too underwhelming, there was a DS re-release of this game in Japan, and it's pretty easy to find the fan sub-ROM of it if you have a good emulator on hand. Definitely one of my favorite Game Boy games of all time. Y'all familiar with this one?
2: I know the title. Uh, I didn't play it myself, though. All
1: right. And number one, Final Fantasy I, II. I, sorry, I, fucking, I thought I was muted, and then I went muted instead of unmuting. <laughs> um, I can't remember much between the specifics of Legends 1 and 2, I think I've only played one of them, and I feel like it was the first one. But, uh, yeah, them bring, being the predecessors to the Saga series, uh, they're fun in that regard. They're, it's kind of cool to see where it came from. They're quite terribly balanced, but they're still fun nonetheless.
0: All right. He says his number uh, number one, I'm looking this up to get confirmation. I think he might have his numbers mixed up here. Cause number one, he says final fantasy two slash six for super Nintendo. He's probably talking I assume about
1: that's f- supposed to be four. He, yeah. He must be, he must mean two slash four. Okay. I think. I think so too.
0: This game, my family had enjoyed the original final fantasy one on the, on the NES. Everyone had played it. And as stated above, some of us had even tried to play whatever final fantasy properties we could get on other consoles. But when this game hit, But when this game hit my house, everyone wanted to go at it, which was complicated as it could be a 25 to 60 hour game. Good thing there were multiple save slots. So, the way the world received Super Mario World for Super Nintendo is the way my family received Final Fantasy II for Super Nintendo. It was just better than Final Fantasy on NES and Game Boy in every way. Way better music, better visuals, an expanded and very fleshed out story that melded sci-fi and fantasy in a way that was still pretty pretty rare at the time. None of us had played the none of us had played the fantasy star series yet. You couldn't create your own party, but you didn't really mind because each party member was interesting and had great abilities. There was this vast world full of adventure that slowly opened up for you through classic SquareSoft storytelling, which really isn't that great but was still much better than most video game companies at the time. Even small touches like an updated menu system that included character portraits seemed to just launch this game ahead of any RPG that had come before. Add that and the fact that my family had picked up Final Fantasy Mystic Quest first, oh, which, which had been a bit of a disappointment, Ouch. And, you, and you can understand why this game was such a hit for us. It was just better in almost every way than anything that had come before. Good? Good so far?
1: Good. Yeah.
0: Next up. Thought I might focus on Jay this week. If he's willing,
1: Ha! this should be good. Which is funny because he wasn't here last week.
0: Yeah. And this was, this was written for, yeah, this was, this was written for, he had written this for the previous episode, by the way, hold on, take a sip of water. Jay. Sorry. If you have, sorry, if you have already answered this question and don't feel obligated if it, no, you do, you do feel obligated. If it puts you on the spot, but would you be willing to discuss your opinion? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. Why? <laughs> no. uh,
3: uh,
0: would you be willing <laughs> to discuss your opinions on Steam oh, Jesus Origin Christ. GOG Online Mode? I think he's referring to GOG, the GOG Galaxy client. And what I don't ab-
1: know if we have enough time in this. <laughs> no, we don't have to
3: discuss and,
0: <laughs> what- <laughs> and what about these game purchasing apps you aren't a fan of? I find your stance interesting, but have a bit of oh, trouble no. fully understanding where you are coming from as opting out of using a program like Steam. It seems like you rob yourself of the vast Steam sale opportunities, auto-patching, ease of access to a vast digital store, and an easy-to-navigate centralized personal for we, we don't,
2: have time for, this. We don't have time for this.
0: Help me see <laughs> this the darker side of digital distribution.
2: Do we really want to do this? Just do, oh, just
0: kind of. If you can cut it down. So I,
2: I don't have a problem with GOGs. Is fine. GOGs doesn't require to use their their download service in order to download their games or run the client while you're playing their games. You can download them directly to the website. It's no big deal. Steam, I just get very frustrated with a lot of like the little things that are really fucking annoying about it. One, I don't really appreciate the Steam sale. I think it's. I like the concept of it, obvious for obvious reasons, but. What it does to a lot of people or most people that use it is you get a whole bunch of games together and you end up not playing any of them and you continuously just keep buying these games from the sales and never playing them. That is me. My personal beef with with Steam is just a lot of technical stuff. Every time I log on, it tells me I'm logging in from a new computer, even though I've used the same computer for a number of years. It tells me my last login was from China, which I'm obviously not in China. Um, It requires that I send a notification to my email address for the hundredth time every time I log Um. on i have to go Even get it
1: no may have been hacked yeah i, I
2: was just about to I, say I, I, I contacted, no <laughs> i contacted steam and they said no nobody else has logged into your account from another location it's only been the ip that are the,
1: the you use location. a vpn nope hmm, that's weird yeah it just
2: that this is my i've had that both places i've lived in the last couple of years i've had the same constant issue with it um just and the other thing I don't like about it is the ads. Like, I get it. They need to some sort of ad revenue. When I log on to Steam, I don't want an ad popping up in my face. When I go to open a game and it crashes immediately or doesn't open at all and I get an ad, it's like, what the fuck is this for? I never played a game. Like, I click play. Nothing happened. But I got an ad. The game's not working, but the ad is sure as hell working. That's just kind of the, the tip of the iceberg. I don't know. Just a lot I, of stuff What like that.
1: ads? Oh, you mean like this ads for the things on Steam? That only happens yes. because you only use Steam every one once every like five months if you're using steam regularly that doesn't happen at all like that that's the most recent push like they push out a thing that's like here's a pop-up that'll happen the next time someone logs out of their game and then I've it doesn't that. happen anytime after that
2: i've gotten that like every time i used to use steam a lot like <clears throat> early on um i can't think of any games i used to play on it but i use steam a lot like five six seven years ago and i'd get an ad after every time i was done playing stuff i played terraria that was like i played terraria a shit on steam
1: yeah i've and never had anything like that happen where it was like if i quit out 20 times in a row of a game if i quit out of a game 20 times in a row i get to pop up the first time because there's a new like hey here's our newest deals that have gone through since you last logged out of something so now we know you're here so we're advertising it
2: for me it's usually the same ads over and over and over too like i was playing skyrim a lot last week which is what is
1: wrong with days. your computer
2: you're just fine. Fantastic. It's Steam just fucking sucks. fucking weird. Uh, to update well, windows. It's a
1: localized issue to you. Maybe it has something to do with.
2: it. Regardless, I'm I'm not going to use it. So. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I have no beefs with GOG. Really, GOG is GOG is fine. I think GOG is like the middle ground for me.
0: I love GOG. GOG is like my hero. Yep.
2: GOG also. The other Did thing I love about I GOG is you that you they, they take a lot here. of games that I cannot get to work otherwise and make them work. I've only yeah. found one or two titles on their website that do not work on my computer.
0: And again, on Gog, you don't like on Steam there's a little bit of a DRM factor. Whereas on Gog you can you can use the Galaxy client, which, which I do use and I, I I like it. But you can also just straight up download the installation yep. files and And just, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. I
2: mean I'm not a not a fan of the all the origin and Steam and I d I don't like that. I like just having it directly installed on my PC. Yeah. So Alright,
0: there you go. Yep. That's it for this. That's it for me this week, guys. Thanks as always for taking the time to work. Thanks through Thanks for raising my blood
2: pressure. <coughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks as always for taking the time to work through the so things. We have I three you. more
1: emails to get through.
0: And always for providing this gem of a podcast. Always great to hear your sweet voices. Regards, Chase the Night Cleaner. Thanks again, Chase. <laughs> All right, we got, th- <laughs> we got three more. <laughs> All right, we got one from Jeffrey. This is his top ten, okay? Scaffold GF. Here is my completely subjective list of games I enjoyed the most from nineteen ninety-one. He actually sent us ten, so sit tight. Number ten, Simpsons Arcade game. Hey! Hey! I, I probably would have liked it more if I ever had someone to play it with. Alright, fair enough. Number nine, Battletoads. Yep. I played the hell out of the first three levels but ma- <laughs> but never made it past Turbo uh, Tunnel.
3: <laughs> it's the there curse it is,
0: man
1: turbo tunnel you can't deal with that as a kid yeah no base wars
0: for uh nes became too easy once i learned to cheese battles with the gimmick accessory i don't know what base wars is it's what do you guys want to look into yeah, it. i have no idea i'm gonna no, keep on reading way. number seven captain america and the avengers
3: hey i
0: only really played arcade games at pizza parlors but this was probably my favorite along with samurai showdown which i sucked at Number 6, Duke Nukem on PC.
2: Oh man, I saw that and forgot to add it to my list. Oh, this is Oh, this was the original, Oh, no, this is the This yeah, is like the, yeah. the like original
1: a, the 2D side scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: One of the right, few one of the about. few computer games I ever owned, beat it multiple times. Number 5, right. Tojo Minoru. That's a uh, I'm I'm glad this one made it on here. When I was I used to play this this was this was another one that I used to play a whole lot and had a lot of fun with. When I was ten I rode my bike several miles to rent this game so my little brother and I could laugh hysterically every time the mad doctor poked us in the butt <laughs> or the boogeyman jumped out and said Boogie Oogie boogie. Oh
2: my god. Such a silly boogie, and boogie, funny boogie, game.
0: Boogie. Yeah, I remember those things too, uh, Jeffrey. I'm with you on that one. Number four, Final Fantasy Four. Yep. I played this for the first time last year, and I put it right behind seven, ten, and six for best Final
1: Fantasy game. Number I can th- agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty much my top five.
0: <laughs> yeah, number three, Street Fighter Two. I saved up to buy the arcade joystick. So he's talking about for Super Nintendo. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, this yeah. game didn't actually come out on Super Nintendo until like a year later or something like that. But anyway, he says. Street Fighter Two on Super Nintendo. I saved up to buy the arcade joystick and played this so much. This is the only fighting game besides Smash Brothers that I was ever any good at. Ken was my main, but I like to roll with Chun Li sometimes to mix things up. To mix things up. Ken was my main too. What, what was yours, Blake?
1: Oh God, I tried out everybody on the cast. Honestly, I yeah. I was so bad. It was so difficult to do the motions that I just played whoever. I think I mostly tried to do Ryu. Okay. I played yeah I, I was I played I feel like I did a lot of Blanca and some Chun-Li.
0: I was like you like I like you know I wouldn't just stick with one character. I played everybody cuz they were all fun, but I but Ken was my yeah. main and I feel like Chun-Li actually was kind of like my second also. Uh let's see where we go. Number 2, Super Mario World. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe So yeah, this this one retroactively is added to all our lists by the way. <laughs>
2: Hey, it was Mario... on mine, so you know, fuck yourself. Super Mario
0: World, Super Nintendo, best platformer ever. 100%ed it many, many times.
2: Yep, I think everybody did, dude. Oh, my God. Tried oh, to... yeah, for
1: sure. I 100%ed it two or three times.
0: Star World. Yeah, I, I 100%ed it yeah. like at least once. I don't remember I, if I did it I could before.
1: have even done it more. I don't know. I played the game quite a bit, yeah. It was... Uh, God. Because, honestly, back then... Having to go through all those stages yourself and finding those secret exits the first time through, holy shit. What a game. Yeah.
0: it was. That is a damn good game.
2: Yep.
0: I agree. Anybody take a, want to take a wild-ass guess at what his number one is?
2: Legend of Zelda.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, got me I had played the first two Zelda games but somehow missed this one. I remember seeing it in 1994 at a friend's house and my mind being blown. I just wanted to sit and watch him. When I finally got it myself years later, I absolutely loved it. In my mind, this game is without a flaw. Thanks for wow. taking Thanks for taking wow. the time to read my email. I always appreciate it, Jeffrey.
2: That's a solid I mean that is that is probably the most cookie cutter fucking list from that, that Actually no, I'm sorry, no, so there's a couple of mixed in.
1: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's Cookie Cutter, but even then, like, I don't consider Cookie Cutter to be, like, a bad thing. No, no, no. no, I'm not trying to say that. It's a year packed with some of the best games.
2: When I looked at that list, I was like, this is probably going to be one of the easiest years we ever do. Yeah,
1: it was like, I could easily pull at least 15 games out of this if I just pointed at something and looked at it. It would probably be a game that would (laughs) be acceptable to be on the list. Yeah.
2: This was a a damn good year. It was a solid year. I'm going to look at 1992. All you guys are
0: all right, so, all right, we got one, okay, uh, Jay, this one is Hi. mostly directed at you, this is from, this guy, this is from a listener named Alex, yep. he has never written in before, and so I want to, I don't, I don't want us to just, like, dismiss his question here. Why? Being, why well, I... d- you'll, you'll see why, I don't want to just, like, dismiss okay. it as, like, you know, oh, whatever, but, so this is, so Alex has a couple questions, mainly for you, but just kind of for all of us, so Alex yep. says, uh, hey guys. I've recently come across your show and have been listening from the start. I've been enjoying it, but felt I needed to address something I've been hearing a lot. It's worth oh. pointing out I'm still back at episode twenty four so possibly oh. this has already been addressed slash phased out. I can say no it hasn't and if so oh. pl- and if so, please ignore this email. The three of you clearly enjoy having jokes at each other's expense,
1: but quite often <laughs> oh, <no>. but, <laughs> but but.
2: But why quite, not, you bully Robert? <laughs> but,
1: Jay, why do you pick on Robert so much?
0: God. <laughs> but quite often, Jay will respond to these with a line like, "I hope you die or kill yourself."
3: Oh <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Obviously, these are meant as throwaways.
1: Actually, like a fifteen-year-old teenager, <laughs> so he has—he's still in his edge lord phase.
2: Yeah, I, I eat Doritos and Mountain Mountain Dew.
1: Mountain Dew.
2: Mountain Dew
0: and vape it up and rip
1: fat vapes
0: obviously obviously these are meant as throwaway lines and not meant in the literal sense i just wonder given some recent events the no man's sky delay comes to mind but obviously GamerGate was unfortunately a thing whether you need to reconsider how you portray yourself given you've chosen to be public faces slash voices of gaming it seems to me it would be an easy fix to avoid the possibility of being accused of being part of the problem in the gaming world anyway food for thought and again if this has already been toned down disregard looking forward to getting up to date with your show um and so so real quick before we answer that i sent him uh, an email back just to like say you know thanks for writing in i asked him a couple questions if he could just clarify a couple things so his follow-up was hi robert thanks for the reply yes i was mainly referring to the fact that jason schreier had received the death threats this is the guy who originally leaked uh, uh leaked the No Man's Sky delay. But what confuses me even more is that Sean Murray, the developer of No Man's Sky, or the director of No Man's Sky, got death threats as well. In the hopefully unlikely event that someone would consider following through with that, that would just mean they'd probably never get the game they're so passionate about. I guess the reason I bring it up is because people who make these kind of jokes maybe don't realize that not everyone would take it as a joke. I, I fortunately... Haven't had anyone close to me commit suicide or be the victim of a violent crime, but I would imagine that for those who had, it would be impossible to take someone flippantly saying I hope you kill yourself with the grain of salt intended. Having thought some more about it after I sent the first email, it's possible it's just very noticeable to me because I don't play online games with strangers, so don't hear that kind of talk bandied about casually. Anyway... I still enjoy the show and thanks for taking the feedback seriously enough to discuss it. Uh, so, so let me actually, let me jump in real quick. I think um, to some extent, Alex is actually conflating two different issues, which are joking about saying, go kill yourself. And also, and also uh, people sending death threats. So let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about the first, First, because I think that's kind of the main thing that he's talking about. So, jokingly saying "kill yourself" when I make like a dumbass joke or something like that, Jay, what, what, do, what do you? What are your thoughts?
2: So, um, you guys are welcome to chime in any point as well. Uh, my personal opinion on it is, I think uh, politically correctness is gotten way out of hand to a point where you can't say, you can't jokingly say anything. And to me, saying something like that should have no impact on you other than just general conversation it is something that amongst the people that i spend time with it is constantly said there's no sec- there's like nobody questions what they're saying it's not like people actually mean it and if you don't understand that i don't think it's the responsibility of the person saying it to change so what and- about
0: so what about if if there are people what's your response to you know there might be people out there who have had a you know someone in closer to themselves commit suicide and hearing somebody joke about it You know, obviously that would that that could be a hard thing for them to to listen to. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that?
2: So recently, this actually happened to me. So I was in Discord with a group of people I play WoW with. There's this guy that started rating with or started playing with us, and I, you know, we all constantly say it. Like it, it probably comes out at least once every couple minutes in in Discord amongst you know 10 or 15 people. And he openly said at one point, like, "Hey, this really bothers me. Like, you know, can you guys not say that?" And I talked to him individually. I said, "Hey, if that truly bothers you," You need to not join Discord. Then it's not trying to isolate people. It's not trying to be rude. If something that a bunch of other people are doing bothers you that much, I don't think it's the responsibility of all the people saying it to adjust what they're saying, unless they're saying something like blatantly inappropriate. But again, you still can't really do that because you know.
0: What if kind of what if somebody forward. consider considers that blatantly
2: inappropriate? Uh, I'm thinking more. <laughs> bla- I'm thinking more blatantly culturally. inappropriate there are specific words well i mean there are cultural like Uh, the
1: the word all right for me i i more or less agree with what you're saying i respect a lot of people's placements on it um for me uh i have had cancer problems throughout my family but i will still say something like if something is really really shitty i will be like this is absolute cancer this is this is a horrible thing and it's like cancer is a horrible thing i'm not glorifying this thing that I'm calling cancer, uh, it's a bad thing. It's terrible. So, like, for me, uh, my dad has had problems with cancer. I believe my uncle actually uh, passed uh, how long? A few years ago now. uh, Passed due to cancer and stuff like that. And so, yes, I'm used to that. I'm actually, my job involves me streaming video games on the internet, on Twitch, where I will get told, uh, sometimes somewhat regularly, to kill myself. And that I'm a faggot and just shit like this, and it's like, for me, I have to just say, so what? Like, a lot for the instances like that, it's like these people are trying to hurt me, and why the hell should I care that they're trying to hurt me? Uh, in the instance for for the podcast here, where Jay is like, "kill yourself," it's not something that's being used as a hurtful like uh, exchange. It, it's not Jay saying. Robert, I wish that you would go grab a gun barrel, swallow it all the way down your throat, and end the misery so of graphic. everybody listening to our con- our podcast. <laughs> it's not supposed to be something that's taken like that. Exactly. Like, it's not supposed to be that kind of graphic. It's something that's supposed to be an offhanded, stupid, yes, sometimes comment. Um, for me, it's just... Uh, I get, I get upset when I hear something sometimes, and a lot of it is from kids that are j- just too stupid to know any better. That They're saying it because it's the thing to say, and they don't actually have any knowledge of what the hell they're talking about. They don't know the words that they're using. And it's just... I, I guess for that, I just don't like ignorance. For, say, for us, for this group of friends right here, like... We're, we're not saying it as out of ignorance. We're saying it out of absurdity. Like uh, yeah, Jay yeah. understands the absurdity of s- telling Robert to go off and kill himself just because Robert likes Metal Gear Solid a lot. Or something like, <laughs> that. like R- Jay is saying it specifically because it's something that's supposed to be extreme. Something supposed to be over the top. Something that's supposed to be uh, like satirical or ironic because of how absurd it is to say those things.
0: I think... I think you nailed it pretty much. The, um,
1: I think... Here, uh, the last thing I want to say. For me, it generally boils down to intent. Jay's intent isn't to drive Robert to go off and do something... That you know of. Well, yeah, exactly. And the people, the reason that it pisses me off in my chats, but it's just like, this guy, this is a stupid fucking 13-year-old kid who, for the first time in his life, heard the term cock goblin and wants to go around <laughs> and let everybody know that he just heard this great new phrase. Uh-huh. And for them, it's just, they're too stupid to know any better. And that's why it bothers me with them, and it's intent. Um, like, people, like, I, I just said the word a minute ago, the word faggot. I I'm sitting here talking about the word, but I'm not using... Like, the word itself does not inherently harbor any... Negative any, intent. Any negative intent, any meaning. We're sitting here discussing the meaning of the word, and I think that that should be okay in a lot, a lot more senses. But a lot of people are like... They take the very, like, uh, Protestant Christian sort of approach of, like, they hear a bad thing, like someone mentions the devil, and all of a sudden... Uh, they fainted with their hand pressed against the back of their hand pressed against their forehead it's such extremism that I it, it bothers me to be immediately offended by that and uh who this email was from Alex I think you said the name yeah. was yeah and and I'm not I'm not uh, Alex to address you personally I'm not saying that you are taking that regard uh that road you came to us in a very reasonable way approach so i'm not trying to say that that's the way that you're looking. well i don't
2: think he had any requests he was just asking no no
1: he was asking for opinions and i just don't want to be saying to anyone out there you should be okay with me saying the word right so that i can talk about it on the podcast the reason i'm saying it is because people call me that and it's like why what they're saying that to hurt me and for that reason their intent is shitty the reason that i'm saying the word right now is because i need to have a discussion about this and the word itself It's just wind. It's just air. There's no reason to be immediately offended by some of these words.
0: I think – More
1: phrases to uh, generalize it more.
0: That was a really, really solid rundown, and I I pretty much agree 100%. I think two things. One, like you pointed out, there's a huge difference between – Jay saying it to me in an in a very as Alex pointed out in a very obviously joking manner because he's using it in a in a sense of absurdity. Like it's you know, it's it's funny because it's it's so absurd to think that he would want me to kill myself based on like my opinions on a video game or like a dumbass joke that I made.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Um
0: and there's a difference between that and somebody if you are somebody who uh in order to upset someone or to or to insult them on Twitter, you know, anonymously or something like that. If you're going onto people's streams and saying, "Go fucking kill yourself," because you're such a terrible streamer,
1: you really need to reassess a lot of things in your life. <laughs> Honestly, it's that one in particular. I think there's only been one time where it happened, and I remember it. This guy came into my chat, and he tried to say something really stupid about me, and I was just like, "Am I supposed to be offended?" And he was like, "Trolling's my life, bro." <laughs> Dude, if you think that was a troll, you may need to reevaluate your life because <laughs> holy shit, you are not good at it. And he was like, whatever, man, kill yourself. And I, it, it was such an out of who <laughs> over the top thing to say that I was like, this is the most basic of troll lines <laughs> S- telling someone to go kill themselves. It's just it's such a baseline thing. And again, like to go back to Jay, Jay is smarter than that. And that's another reason. why Jay's just being stupid. <laughs> like that's just Jay is saying that ironically to pretend to be a- um and then this guy in my chat is like whatever you should kill yourself and i was just like <laughs> i just started laughing my ass off on air i was like this is the best you can do trolling is your life and you are going with the most basic <laughs> of shit why not just tell me to drink bleach take me Dude, all the way back great. to 2000 that's vintage right there man if you're going to do it do go all the way come on I want to also really quick address the idea of, of,
0: you know, joke, making a joke that might, that that some people might, uh, you know, if they have somebody close to them and again, and this is something that you also said, but I would just say that kind of one thing that I've sort of learned slash discovered over the years is when you're joking around and making a jokes about whatever, you can't really stop and think about, okay, is there anybody out there who may have had a serious encounter with this that this could offend? Because I would not talk. Yeah, if, yeah you, you liter- cannot make happened. any. You can't there make any some jokes. situation
1: that has happened to every yes. single person. Yeah. And it, like, you just can't sit there and say, "Well, if I make a joke about my pencil breaking in the middle of class and being embarrassed about it, is that going to offend someone?" Because someone that's happened to someone and it's some traumatic event for them. There, you literally cannot plan about around everyone else's. Existence. Yeah, it's silly. In uh in the concept of comedy
0: and and there there have been you know honestly there have been times where like i've been watching maybe like like who knows like family guy or maybe some stand-up comedy and they make a joke about something that like maybe does kind of hit home to me and to me i'm kind of like all right i don't you know i'm not this to me i'm not necessarily offended by that but that does bring up some stuff so i'm gonna stop watching this but, but I don't think that they should not be able to make that joke or stop making that joke because I'm someone who happens to maybe not be offended by it, but, it, but you know, it makes me start thinking about things and takes me to a bad place and I'm not enjoying myself anymore. And I totally understand that if you're in a situation where, like, if we make a joke about killing yourself and you've had someone really close to you that, that has committed suicide and you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip the rest of this episode, I think that's totally valid.
1: I don't. You know, I think it's valid. I think we we've rambled about this for like 90 hours now. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna try and end it on this. One of the things that sticks out to me whenever people talk about things that are uh, words that are offensive, phrases and speech that is offensive, I'm brought back to a Stephen Fry co- quote. Where uh, Stephen Fry says it's now very common to hear people say I'm rather the, rather offended by that as if that gives them certain rights. It's no more than a wine. It has no meaning. It has no purpose. It has no reason to be respected as a phrase. I'm offended by that. Well, so fucking what? And for me, what that means is it just it's like, all right, I res- I can respect the fact that someone would be offended by that, but uh, they need they should respect the fact that other people aren't especially the person saying it, especially the, per- uh, the general crowd that someone would be saying something like that to. Um, so that's kind of where I am at with it.
0: Yeah, I think like we're on the same page. I think we pretty much are. I don't want to yeah. <laughs> be a podcast that like just tries to be super edgy in like, the Howard yeah, Stern like of classic gaming like, podcasts. I,
1: I, I understand edge, but that doesn't mean <laughs> right. that's who I am as a person. Right.
0: So Alex, hopefully that answers... <laughs> your questions <laughs> yeah. uh, but but do feel free to follow up with us if we if if we left any holes or if you have any follow-ups to that also thank thanks for writing in um, yeah thank you very much because I do like I think it is important you know if something like this comes up to to bring it up in a fashion that we can talk about it and kind of get everybody's stances and, and see where everybody stands. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for the email. That was a good, that was, that was a, that was a very uh, interesting it's, one.
1: This is something that I have to think about a lot. So if I rambled a lot, uh, sorry to anybody out there, uh, it's because of my job. Again, I have to deal with a lot of the shit on the internet. So I have a lot of people coming into my, ch- coming into my chat, saying really dumb stuff all the time. And for me, it's not that I'm bothered by them saying it, it's that I'm bothered by the ignorance. So I have to spend hours a day sometimes thinking about this stuff. So uh, this is one of the first times I've ever really gotten to just vent about all this dumb shit. Yeah, that was good. We got one more.
0: Think we okay. think we can get through this. Yes, so. I do. This is from Michelle, who wrote in. She wrote in. Uh, I think the last. I think the. I think two episodes ago when Jay was on. And she wrote a follow up. It was for the last episode, but I saved it for this one. I think it was. Maybe, maybe it was for this one. Who knows? Hi, Robert, Jay, and Blake. Hi. Just, just a hello. quick. Hello. Just a quick follow up to my last email. <laughs> Thanks for reading it despite the length. Oh, don't worry, Michelle. We've read plenty of long emails.
3: <laughs>
0: Sorry, I distressed Blake by telling you about my students. Oh no, Jay wasn't there for this one. <laughs> Jay. Oh yeah. Real yeah, quick, yeah. real quick, quick, quick recap. Michelle teaches uh I believe she teaches English
1: in yes, japan i uh the jet program I don't remember if I could think of that last time okay but that's usually the jet program
0: okay so so she teaches English in Japan okay jay okay she has she has she has students named sora and Riku really yeah. So, so
2: that is a thing in other... Co- I was curious. Yeah, that was,
0: that. that was what she said. She said, like, those aren't that uncommon. She has a student named Sora. She has one named Riku. So just to give you the, the background on this one. Okay. She says, sorry, I distressed Blake by telling you about my students named Sora and Riku. <laughs> so far... I fear I... for the future. <laughs> yeah. So far, I've only had one student each with those names. But my coworker told me that they're more common now than before, starting from kids who are in their teens now. As you guys guessed, Riku sounds more like a normal Japanese name than Sora.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think. Liku. Go ahead. Legal, not just kind of saying how I figure it. Okay. Legal. I don't think people. Which I think is actually me doing an impressive impersonation of the char- main character of Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> calling his horse.
0: I don't think people are naming their kids after Kingdom Hearts, though. According to the Japanese internet. Riku was already a popular name before the game came out in 2002, and according to my coworker, Sora started appearing with a wave of other nature-related names. Which leads me to the fact that Blake is right. Sora does follow the Final Fantasy naming convention of giving characters sky and weather-related names. However, while the developers went for, exo- quote, exotic English words for Cloud, Squall, and Lightning... They seem to have gotten a little lazy with this one. Sora is literally Japanese for sky. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed listening to the new episode, and we'll be looking forward to the next one. Take it easy, Michelle. Cool. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for the follow-up, guys. That's our last email.
1: That we did it. We did it.
0: This <laughs> is. <laughs> we're, we've got to be on the record. We've got to be breaking the record right now for longest. Do does anybody know? We're how, getting there easily. Do we know how long this call has been so far? Does anybody know?
1: Oh uh, god. Um, I think it started around eight twenty or eight thirty-seven. My time. So three hours. We're just over three hours. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Maybe not the longest, but definitely top three. <laughs> it's
1: right the fuck
0: up. there. <laughs> it's right the fuck up there.
1: Oh man. To everybody has who has listened this long, thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Um... You are a damn trooper. I don't know <laughs> how you made it. So, end of emails. We want to do... Really some... quick current gaming subcast. Yeah. Very quick. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll start off. I've been getting back into Final Fantasy 14. Great game. Uh, very, very slightly. The Deep Dungeon just came out, which I didn't know was an, a non-solo activity. So once I unlocked it, I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to soloing. some." Wait, wait,
0: wait, the I'm deep out. dungeon, that's a, that's part of Final Fantasy XIV?
1: Yeah, okay. it's a re- it's a thing that they've taken from Final Fantasy Tactics, and they ha- now have it in Final Fantasy XIV. And it's got like a roguelike aspect to it, so that it, uh, the dungeon is randomly generated when you go through it. So there's different traps in different places, that kind of a thing. Okay. Uh, what else? I played I Am Setsuna, which is the... Quote, oh, spirit. I meant to
0: ask you about that.
1: Okay, well, I'm talking about it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I am Setsuna, the quote Spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger My quick Synopsis of it is that the story Was an immense letdown uh, oh. when, when The game was first being talked about when, Before it came out over here and everything It looked like this very sad Somber sort of game and instead, it just ended up being too referential to Chrono Trigger. As far as things like uh, time travel, you have a character joining your team that is a very clear reference to Megas and all sorts of stupid like this. That just really irked the crap out of me. Story-wise, the game is like a 5 out of 10 something. Uh, I-, I won't wow. go into too many of the details on it. The story is not fun. But the gameplay is actually overall a step above chrono trigger what it does is that uh all of your abilities have elements just like in chrono trigger so you have a light element you'll have a fire water so on uh physical and when you kill an enemy depending on what different ways that you've killed the enemy whether it's a dual tech or triple tech uh, so those are link kills uh you can use momentum which is a way that you power up your abilities using a special currency in the game not like currency not like money but something that you generate during battles Uh, And then there are the elemental kills. You can kill an enemy within a certain percentage of how much HP it has left. That gets you something. You can overkill something to get a different drop. And all of these different ways that you can kill an enemy generate different loot from said enemy. This is a lot of fun, but it's also annoying and grindy in some ways because you have to go back and farm old enemies that you've killed before. Just to get the same loot that you need to make some of the abilities in the game. Because all of the things that drop as loot, you sell them to a guy. And then depending on how many of them you sold, he stocks up his item. Like You'll sell him two bunny tails, for example. And you'll have an ability that he will create that costs one bunny tail, one bunny ear, and one turtle shell, for example. And if you don't have enough turtle shells sold to him, if like he can only make as many of the ability as items you've sold to him. So if you if the ability needs one bunny tail and you've sold him two bunny tails, and it needs one turtle turtle shell and it needs two bunny ears, but you've only <laughs> sold him one of each of them. You can't make any of the ability.
0: I'm I'm totally, I can't even follow this anymore.
1: (laughs) That's all right. So if you, then at that point, if you sell him, so at that point, what you need is you need to sell him one more bunny ear. If you sell him another bunny ear, then you can create one of that ability, but it depletes his stock of one turtle shell, two bunny ears, and one turtle uh stop please just well i mean this is basically what the game is so um in that regard, like, it can be a little bit annoying to make all the abilities but the fact that every character has dual text together at least three dual techs together and then every set of characters every combination you can make will have a triple tech with their abilities it's a really really cool thing that like there's a little carrot dangled in front of you like well, what ability am I missing for this one? I've got two of the abilities needed for this triple tech. What else do I need to make? Uh, and that's just a really cool aspect of the play. I had a lot of fun with that part of it. Uh, story-wise, though, yeah, the game falls flat. The music is literally nothing but piano the whole way through. There's no accompanying yeah. instruments. There's no. Uh, there's no violin. There's no percussion. There's no drums or anything. It's just the piano. The piano work is done very well for the most part. There are a few songs that bother me because it tries to be something else. Uh, Like a few of the songs try to be Final Fantasy music, like the Final Fantasy fanfare. And it does not work the way that they've restructured it on piano. I was not a fan of that. And then... It's difficult to listen to some of that music outside of the game because it's since it's just piano and it's very emotional-based music. It's very tied to the moment where the song is playing. Uh, aside from that, I I feel like I would give the game like a seven point five out of ten. If you're looking for a newer RPG to play, uh, it's not a bad one. Nope, not at all. <clears throat> Especially uh, for a thirty or so dollar price tag. So, Jay, did you actually play through this whole game?
2: Uh, for the most part, I did a lot of the end game rating. Oh, you're you talking played? about Final Fantasy okay.
1: What? No. What
2: are you talking about? <laughs> I am <second. laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I think I was talking about. I, that's why I was so confused. You I thought that like, had... was
1: 15 minutes ago.
0: Well, no, yeah. I thought you were talking about Final
2: Fantasy 14, like they patched some new kind of like. Started, bro, like dungeon, yeah. and then I
1: was like, yay, Deep Dungeon. T-tastic yeah.
2: Reference. Okay. That's, cool. that's what threw me And I was, then I whatever. switched
1: because I was like, I don't late. want to talk about 14 too much. Okay. So, yeah, then I started talking about I Am Setsuna, a game that came out about two weeks oh, ago. Oh,
2: man. I was so confused. I was like, man, they really took that game in a direction I would not have expected. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, I was like, "Oh, oh just no. played this too." No, I have not played this.
1: Um, I guess the only other thing to say really <laughs> quick about the current gaming subcast is a game that's coming out. Actually, there are two games coming out uh, You're on turning the third. Into me right now, by the way, on the third, we're getting uh, Final Fantasy Mobius, a Final Fantasy mobile game that is supposed to play like a Final Fantasy instead of like a mobile game. That could be pretty interesting. And then the week after this week. We're getting no man's sky.
3: Are you All right, real quick,
1: between you two, thumbs up or thumbs down on No Man's Sky?
0: Uh I'm neither. I'm gonna I'm <sighs> leaning towards thumbs down, but I'm willing to, you <laughs> know, uh check it out after after it comes out, see what, see what people are saying yeah, about it.
2: Yeah, it uh, it looks interesting like it yeah it, it could go either way like it, it that's such a yeah. shitty response but i'm really, i know really i
1: agree but i'm actually a thumbs up right now because i really want a game like this i haven't i didn't get into starbound that much and i kind of okay. think of this as like a 3d much better Starbound. starbound just hit 1.0 yeah it finally fucking released two years later than it was supposed to yeah.
2: yeah i'll probably i don't know this game's 60
1: bucks that's the only... it's yeah that's the problem it's 60 bucks so you yeah. know yeah um all right current gaming subcast for you two i will shut the fuck up now
0: okay um i played inside inside
1: Whoops. what <laughs>
0: Inside your home, inside your room. I was inside my
2: office. You threw Robert off so hard. <laughs> like he was like, What? He paused
1: you... for a full two or three seconds and was like what the hell.
0: I was like, here? I don't I don't even
1: know how to respond to this.
0: I know Blake knows what this is. Jay, do you know what this is inside? No. Okay. This is the follow up to Limbo.
2: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I love Limbo. You liked
0: Limbo, I know. I love Limbo. It's if you this and this is if you ask anybody, this is the unanimous Response okay, if you liked Limbo, you will love Inside.
2: Really, yes, it
0: is the same basically, the same sort of mechanics, but done like 10 times better than Limbo. And Limbo was a really good game,
2: it's yeah, Limbo's fantastic. I love the art style,
0: yeah, Limbo, yeah. And a lot of the, the art style is not exactly the same, but it's very similar. It's also it's mostly got like the same really super creepy feel to the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Um, the puzzles are not very hard. It's much more focused on creating a really eerie, creepy atmosphere than, uh, than, than presenting difficult puzzles okay. to get through. So don't play it for like the challenge, but play it for like the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. It's not. It's not set in. I don't want to give too much away. It's not set in like a fantastical world. Like Limbo is, you know, you're like supposedly like in limbo, right? Like in some sort of afterlife it seems. It seems yep. it seems like uh inside is basically there are there are weird things about it that I won't get into so I don't spoil any, anything, but more or less it's set in a version of some sort of fucked up version of the real world. Uh, it is totally amazing, and you should 100% play it. Again, especially if you like Limbo. This does everything that Limbo does, except a lot, lot better. The only thing is the, the puzzles just aren't as difficult, but that's not really even a big part of the game. Highly recommend it. The only other thing I've been playing recently, currently, uh, current gaming-wise, is Offworld Trading Company, which is Oh, yeah, I've a... watched
2: You play that a lot on Steam.
0: Oh, you have? It's uh, really interesting. It's, it's um, a comment, too. So it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a real-time strategy game, but you don't have armies. You don't have any units that attack each other. What it is is you're on Mars and there's a colony there and you are one of multiple companies setting up uh, like your business there and you're basically mining materials from the area and selling them and uh, manufacturing them to build other types of materials and basically trying to buy each other out the way you win the game is by buying out all of your competition. So you like, you buy stock in each other's companies and that kind of stuff. And there's like shortages and surpluses of certain materials. So if you've got a lot of like iron or something, and then all of a sudden there's a shortage of it and you've got some to spare, then you can gain a lot of money by selling all of that off real quick. Really interesting game. Jay, if you ever want to play it, I actually have an extra copy that came with the version that I bought.
2: If okay. you want to get I'll a take run. a look at it. Yeah, I, I was curious because I've seen. I, like when I was playing Skyrim, like I said last week. I saw every time I log on it. Octavius, you know, yeah. off world trading company. I'm like, oh,
0: it's, it's a really interesting take on the real-time strategy genre because it's definitely a strategy game. It's real time, but there are no. There's no. There's not really any units. You don't really. You don't attack your opponents. There are things you can do to like set them back and stuff, but there. But it's not like you, you don't ever have somebody like walking up and and like you know hitting at another character or gotcha. anything like that. Jay, do you have anything to add before we wrap this colossal no. monster of an no. episode up?
2: I don't. I don't talk about my life, sir, or the games <laughs> I'm playing. Nah, no, I just played. I played a lot of Skyrim last couple weeks. I played Guild Wars, the usual stuff.
0: All right. Well, I think we're actually done with this episode
1: now.
2: Well, I'm ready to go. For oh my time.
1: god! Everybody, thank you for listening.
2: Yes, thank you for your you emails. You real
1: MVPs. Thank you for your emails as well.
0: Mail us at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Those honestly are our favorite part of the episode. Yeah, leave, us, leave us leave kick-ass reviews on iTunes. Follow us at Class Gamescast on Twitter. Check out our website, classicgamingpodcast.com. Check out Blake's stream, twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. Yeah. And I think that fucking does it this time. Oh my God, we made it. We did it. Thank you all for listening. We will be back in two weeks. Have a
1: good evening. Nice. Peace and chicken grease.